Good afternoon, Super Kicking with Stephen fans, your favorite host right here, Greg and Stephen joining you. Sorry, October's been kind of crazy. I know one week we were on a different day. Last week we did not get together. And then um, I think in a couple weeks, I might have to go a little bit later after, maybe one or so, but I'll kind of let Greg know and you guys know what's going on there. Um, I'm helping a school function that we got to do to about 1230. If I can get out earlier, then we can still do 1230, but if not, so sorry, October's been all over the place. Um, it's a spooky season, so there we go. I'll just blame it on the ghost and the goblins and all that that happens with, um, yeah, with that. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Greg's right here. We were just talking about his Fozzie experience. Um, Greg, I never get to get to ask where was Judas in the playlist. Do you kind of remember where it felt? Was it at the end? Yeah. I'm guessing. Or not yeah, it the, was maybe not the very end or like towards the end. It was the the second to last song of the night. Okay. And um, yeah, the, the acoustics weren't the best in the venue that we were in. But of course, everybody knows the words and everybody's singing it pretty much the whole way through. Uh, it still sounded amazing. His band is awesome. Uh, great bunch of players. Uh, I posted a video on my uh on my Facebook and my Twitter at Lord of the Gregs um, with um, the opener that they came out with the, uh, their new single Sane, okay. uh, which, which rocked hard. And uh, I got this awesome shot of him. Uh, the, the fog machine was going half the night. And uh, when they came out, the, the fog streams were going on and he, uh, stood on this uh, little crate in the center of the stage just to make himself a little bit taller, I guess. And uh, I got this great shot of him uh, holding the mic, coming up through the steam. And uh, it's just a real cool picture. So I uh, posted that, and I hit up Jericho to uh, let me come up on tour as his concert photographer. Still haven't got a response to that yet, but it's an awesome photo. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'll send you a shot of it. But um, great concert. Band was on point. And, uh, you know, it's definitely worth the trip. Now, how was the, um, did you do a meet and greet before, or VIP before, or anything like, I thought you said you did something beforehand or not? Yeah, it was, they, when I was book, uh, buying the ticket, they had the VIP um option that you could purchase but when i went to the checkout it said it was already sold out so i was like well shoot. Oh, okay. so so much for that okay so i didn't okay. get that but i still met the guitar guitar player i saw him roaming around stage so we made eye contact yeah. i kind of mm -hmm. gave him the thumbs up and i was <laughs> he was on my side of the stage the whole night i was in the second row and so he was on my side of the stage all night making eye contact and, you know 
him up there fist pumping with him and the guy never stops moving uh, and he looks like the third member of the rock and roll express if you if you look at him it's, uh rich ward is his name and okay. uh he was this little dynamo he's exactly the same size it looks like he could be a lost cousin of the rock and roll express he yeah, did the uh, he had the whole like bandanas on his legs and the knee pads gotcha. and you see a picture of him, you'll it'll make sense. Um, but apparently both of Jericho's guitar players are from Charlotte, so okay, um, that was interesting. But uh, I guess that puts us in the loop for whenever Posse goes on tour to kind of come through here. So I like that. Plus, nice. got my little souvenir. This there is Rich is. Ward's guitar pick that he personally handed to me at the end of the show and uh, so nothing but love for those guys and i never i guess the hole punch is something that they do maybe to like make it known that's one of theirs i i've never understood the hole punch that's the only thing i could think of because like most guitar picks when you think about it aren't whole you know i don't know but i've seen bands do that and i always wonder but i guess you know that that's my thinking on that. Maybe just so you know, it's from the band. I don't know, but anyways, I don't. It's the first other... time I've seen a guitar pick with yeah. the hole in it. Um, it's just so weird. I don't know not if it's a new thing, or yeah, I, that's. I feel like I've seen it, but yeah, like I said, anyway, yeah. But um, yeah, well, that's awesome. I got tickets for. I'm going to see AW Dynamite November 10th, and then I'll be nice. seeing um, Raw November 15th. So November will be the first uh return to wrestling for me live so that'll be kind of nice and then we got pacers preseason this wednesday and then pacer season is underway full time you know full capacity so it'll feel you know normal as it can be with you know the new normal as they say so but at right. least those will feel kind of usual but um well greg we got a lot of draft talk to talk uh, draft results to talk about so what I did, I just took it from WWE, kind of went round by round and just listed it out. So here was night one. So we had round one. It went Roman Reigns from SmackDown, or sorry, to SmackDown, Universal Champion. We had Big E going to Raw. We had Charlotte going to SmackDown, Bianca Belair going to Raw. So, you know, we could start kind of right there. No surprise, Roman and Big E go first and they go to respective, you know, whether title holders. I was surprised by Charlotte Greg going to SmackDown and Bianca going to Raw, but then we did see the Street Profits go. But um, are we just going to do Becky and Charlotte switch the titles like they did with was it Street Profits and New Day or whoever it was with them? Mm -hmm. I don't really like that idea because I think it's just dumb. But it sounds like Fox mm -hmm. actually wanted Charlotte on SmackDown, so. Uh, what do you think happens with the Raw Championship there, Greg, for Charlotte? Yeah, I think that's what happens. There's no point really adding a storyline to it. Um, they just switch the titles the way New Day and Street Profits did um, last year. Um, I was a little surprised in it, not because Charlotte went to SmackDown. Um, and I think we're accustomed to a draft a different way being like football and basketball fans you know when the draft starts you're taking the best player available and working way down the line and you can see through these draft rounds that that definitely wasn't the case but it set a uh, kind of a false illusion at the beginning because 
it makes perfect sense that both brands would keep their champions. And then mm-hmm. the next player available, next best player available would be Charlotte. Um, so that made sense. And then Bianca also made sense in the sense that she is nearing that level. She's not there yet, but she is close and she is on the rise. So it makes sense that she would be the first one to take it, uh, even with Becky Lynch hanging out there. Um, so that still made sense to me. But then when they went down and the second and third and fourth rounds and the people that they were picking, it was like, okay, so we got to get away from what we know being sports fans and see how they're going to do this in a drama reality type setting. So yeah, sports doesn't do, you know, like, oh, we're going to just split the roster in half (laughs) and, you know, have top picks on each night. But, and that's, what's crazy. You know, people were like, oh, I can't believe Madcap and Happy Corbin were before Becky. And I'm like, well, technically we're still going to have a second night and Becky's going to be the top pick there. So, I mean, I get it because it's night one versus night two, but in the grand scheme of things, I think we know where everybody's positioned in. You know, it is what it is. But um, looking at round two, Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. No big surprise there, Greg. I think we've been preaching that to the heavens. <laughs> so yep. now if we could just get Broken Dreams back, like I said, if maybe if they do a, <laughs> an England, you know, an English tour or, or Scotland, you know, give it back there. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions are still in Raw, so we'll have Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. New Day head to SmackDown, though which was kind of surprising because we we thought maybe we'd get New Day all together on Raw. But I, I think I like it because, Nat, you know, it keeps giving Big E that chance to do everything on his own, you know, really start to separate himself. Uh, by the way, he was just on um, the kickoff, the new kickoff to yeah. um, Fox's kickoff, so uh, supporting Iowa. Uh, I didn't even know they were number three in the nation. So that's pretty cool for them. I, you know, I know they've always been a strong football team, but you always crack it at the door. Now they're really right there. But um, so I was kind of surprised with the new day, you know, splitting them up. But like I said, I, I'm okay with it because, and then also, you know, we could still pair them together at some point. You know, maybe they team up in the Royal Rumble or something like, you know, help each other there mm-hmm. or you know wherever. So, um, and then Edge to Raw, I was kind of surprised with that. You know, Edge just feels like a SmackDown guy, and we've always known him. I've, you know, I always feel like I associate him with SmackDown. Um, but you know, we would see later on night two why Edge went there because Seth Rollins went there as well. So, uh, Greg, how about round two? You know, anything really stand out there for round two of the draft? Um, now we pretty much called that shot all the way down. Um, Drew needed the change of pace or the change of scenery, yeah. and uh, you know, Edge made sense. Um, you know, put them on Raw, more star power, and Raw has been dying on the table uh, for a long time, and they could use him um, to boost their ratings a bit. So uh, I get that, especially with Seth going over there. And uh, continuing that rivalry, uh, which has been one of the best things that has been going for it uh, across both rosters. So uh, it makes sense. 
but this this round was pretty pretty paint by numbers too. So uh, so far, I had no no complaints about it. My my complaints are when we get to these next rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get into round three. I mean, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss were the number you know the first pick there. I I guess last time I did laugh when they were doing the the laughing thing like it just it's so dumb and it's probably going to work and that's what's just kind of crazy about it um you know they we'll see how they go i i think it makes sense that we're really not teaming them up yet you know you might need to do that down the road but it's given riddick you know we don't know who riddick moss is so it's kind of given him a character to try his hand at you know when we could just see where it can go so uh, the tag team champions of women's side were uh, kept together. They're the only uh, team to stay together, Greg. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley from what everyone was saying. And when you look at the, the draft picks, you know, we broke up Nia and Shayna finally. Um, we have Dewdrop and, you know, kind of by herself. We have Aaliyah on one side. Tony Storm is on one side. I was trying to think. Shayna Baszler, obviously. Zia Lee. There's like no... Mm-hmm. tag teams for the women's anymore um somebody tweeted out does the women's tag team championship make it to wrestlemania greg and i'm like that's a really <laughs> good question i mean i think it will but it's going to be a life support like you know to use a phrase of yours but um hit row was also drafted in the third round i thought that was my surprise of round of night one i didn't expect hit row to get called up but I think it was good that they did them all together. You know, I think if you were just called up Isaiah Swerve Scott or just B-Fab, you know, like those two, I think they all need to be together and all really kind of carry their brand together. And then uh, Keith Bearcat Lee, don't know why he has the name Bearcat, but he does have some claws on his gear now. So um, he will stay on Raw, Hit Row will stay on SmackDown. So Greg, uh, have at it. What is uh, what are you thinking on round three there? Uh, nice surprise with Hit Row. Um, didn't see that coming. It was, and it gave me hope because we were talking about uh, on our last show if NXT was going to be involved in the draft, and you weren't so sure. I believe they were, and. Um, I didn't get the guy I wanted uh, drafted out of NXT, but uh, I do like Hit Row. Was was that um, they're going to add some um, some more personality, a different type of promo style, um, some interesting matchups. People who haven't seen Swerve Scott work yet are going to be presently surprised. I think um, Hit Row as a uh, stable, a faction. Is, is going to be nice because um, there's not many factions in the um, on the main roster right now. Um, they they played with the idea of the, the hurt business. Uh, you got the bloodline, but after that, there's there are really no factions going on. So mm-hmm. they could add an, an element that they don't have right now. Um, so I dig that very much. And as long as they don't mess with the gimmick and let Hit Row be, be Hit Row, um, 
and not change them, they are in a good spot to be successful. Um, as long as they don't turn into the job squad, and I don't think that they were drafted, they were planning to turn them to the job squad. So yeah. um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them. Um, Rhea and Nikki was the down point of it. Uh, still not a fan of this team. Uh, doing the odd couple angle again. Um, and like I said, there's there's nobody for them to really work against. They split up Shashi and Tegan. They split up Natty and Tamina. They split up um, all the other girls that were um, having these, you know, they, they were temporary alliances as it was, but they were teams. So really there's no competition for them. Um, I mean, I guess the only good thing is we're going to get new teams out. You know, now we have to get new teams if they want right. this. You know, maybe we'll see Aaliyah more, you know, and I think she's probably better suited to do a tag team so she can kind of work. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like you said, I was just really surprised. So they went to yeah. Raw. Uh, what about Keith Lee? Any thoughts? The Bearcat um, name. <laughs> um, it's just what do what it. Yeah, um, we just need they, to see why he's called it. What I what I've read was it was a a, a homage to a uh, wrestler from the let's say around the sixties, okay, fifties uh, sixties era. A uh, he was a prominent black wrestler uh, who went by Bearcat, and he was a big uh, challenger for. In, uh, in territories, and he was considered one of the first black world champions. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of unofficially, he never got that recognition, but yeah. it, he was he was a big deal uh, back in his time. So he went by Bearcat, and I guess they're giving him uh, the Bearcat name as a yeah. tribute. So uh, hopefully it's a positive thing. You know, Vince McMahon goes back into the wave map machine, sees this guy, and starts to attach that to Keith Lee. Hopefully it's a good sign that, you know, he's going to do some big things with him because Keith Lee has been grossly mis- misused. And um, I'm a fan of the guy. I want to see him do well. Um, and there's so many easy ways to to rewrite what they've screwed up with him. Uh, it's just a matter of how they do it. And then the whole Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin there's no reason for them to be drafted in the third round. Um, and I'm and I'm not uh, booping on you know, Corbin. I've actually enjoyed his his whole run right now it, from being the pathetic loser begging for scraps to his sudden turnaround, even though it was too Cameron Grimesy with the old GameStop thing. Um, yeah. You know, rags to riches again, and but his character work's been great, so it's not his fault that they've decided to recycle uh, storylines from multiple guys that are the same. So, um, I like the way he's been portraying what's been given to him, but I think it's too high in the draft to pick him at this spot. So, that was my biggest gripe about this, and plus. Nick and Rhea still don't dig them, but it is what it is. They're the champs. I and guess they I, can stay the champs. 
you look at the supplemental type drafts and I'm like, well, I guess it makes sense for Madcap and Mad and Happy, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, because like, you know, you look at the extra drafts, I'm like, well, yeah, they're probably better than Tazawa, you know, uh, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, you got Reggie, R-Truth, you know, so it's like, it is what it is, but, you know, like I said, with Madcap Moss, it's something different for him. I don't know if he wants to do it, but <laughs> he's he's going all in on it. I'll say that. You know, it doesn't feel like he's holding back. So, uh, round four, Greg, was Naomi to SmackDown. Uh, I guess we could just kind of talk her up right now. Does her and Sonya actually happen next week? Um, I don't think so. Sonya's... Yeah, it, it smells like the um, the authority versus Daniel Bryan all over again, and um, everybody's in support of Naomi, and the establishment's going to keep trying to uh, hold her down. So there's there's going to be some twists, and this match isn't going to go down because it's way too easy. And um, I think Naomi would would get that win pretty easy. So there's another twist coming, and this is going to drag out for a while. So I like they put Naomi here, um, show that they have something for her, and have something more than just the storyline with Sonya. Um, I don't know why she hasn't been brought in as the female member of the bloodline yet. Uh, I think that's coming. I, don't so, know. I think that's what leads into it. Like maybe mm-hmm. Hank, Paul Heyman tries to work his magic on like trying to get her to join up. And then if you think, well, we got hit row with the four-person team, and then you right. have the bloodline. So I think that would be a good little, you know, a way to get the new guys over as well. You know, it would make hit row faces. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they – because I think they want to keep them that. But I think Naomi – I feel like it's going to be with the uh, bloodline sooner rather than later. And it only makes sense. You know, and you yeah. can tone her down. She doesn't need to be all about the glow. You know, maybe she can get a, I hate saying aggressive side because she's pretty, you know, but you give her this darker image, you know, like right. done with uh, Mandy Scott, or sorry, say Mandy Scott, sorry, Mandy Rose. But um, yeah, so uh, Ray and Dominic to Raw, still kind of waiting on that to blow apart, which after last night, I think is happening sooner rather than later. Jeff Hardy to SmackDown, I think. Good for Jeff Hardy. You know, give him a change of pace, see who he can work with over there. Austin Theory, though, Greg, I think that was a name we did not foresee. You know, just shows back up on NXT. It's kind of like the Tegan thing. Like, Tegan Knox had just shown back to NXT, and then she's teaming up with Shotzi the next week on Raw or SmackDown. So, Austin Theory, I mean, we did see him on Monday night, you know, mixed up with Jeff Hardy. Maybe they'll do that before. uh, crown jewel you know just or maybe they'll do that crown jewel because then that next day that friday the 22nd the rosters are official so yeah um i'd be fine you know i'm fine with that if it gives austin theory a little step up it looks like they have high hopes for him because like i said you put him in that spot with jeff hardy uh, you know monday night and um yeah so it's and it's give him another shot you know we saw him earlier on the roster with Seth Rollins, with Buddy Murphy. And then he kind of had, you know, allegations come out and they were like, okay, we got to, we got to step back from him and let him 
let that kind of clear up. And uh, now he, now it's like a 2.0, you know, let's see what he could do now. So um, was, you know, what do you think about Austin Theory being drafted? I mean, I think that was pretty high for him, honestly, round four. I know he's the last pick of round four, but you look at the names of the supplemental people and you're like, well, they must believe in him more than those people. So, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's young. Um, he's good looking. He's got some some good moves. His, his ring work is solid. And um, he's, he's good whether he's playing a um, baby face or a heel. Um, when he came out to confront Hardy and he's doing the fanboy stuff and I'm hoping they don't make him. You just kept waiting. You know, kind of, <laughs> right. We knew it was coming. And, uh, but for a second, I was hoping, I hope they don't make him dopey, you know, in the, in that riddle vein and start writing for him like they're writing for riddle. But once he, once he uh, did the little turn and it showed, okay, he's, he's not being dopey. He's being slick and, you know, and heelish. That's, that's what I wanted to see and have him not be another riddle. Um, because he was, uh, you know, pretty clueless as part of the way. So I don't want to see him do that on the main roster. So um, I'm happy for that. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him. Uh, guy's got all the potential in the world. He could be a future star um, if, they, if they treat him right. So I had no problem with the pick being, you know, the last one of the night uh, with him. Um Ray and Dominic, you know, you're going to continue that rift, which is why I'm surprised that Lado didn't get pulled up. Because, uh, like we've been saying for weeks, it would only make sense for Lado to pull him in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy, it's, um, I like that he alluded to a character change on Raw in his uh, exit interview. Um, you know, maybe it's time to see something different over on. When it gets to the blue brand, so like Willow. <laughs> that's what I thought is was Willow, yeah, like a tease um, of that. I think so, or some Willow offshoot. So, mm-hmm. um, I, Willow was different. I don't know if it was a good form of different, but <laughs> it, it gave us another version of uh, Jeff. Yeah, and a um, you know Matt's been the perp the. Uh, genius as far as character changes but uh jeff not so much i think it's just been this version and then the the willow version so uh i'm not sure how willow would do in with wwe production but um i'm all for seeing him doing something different whether it's being a heel or just having a whole character flip from face painted uh crazy uh jeff hardy to black and white umbrella toting willow so um i'm curious to see what's what's going to happen with it yeah and i i just keep thinking the writing seems on the wall like you just feel like he's going in the motion like going through the motions and writing out the contract gonna do what he can and then yeah i could i mean we could easily see him aw you know next oh, yeah. whatever whenever his contract's up um so um so the other names greg so raw also got Tazawa, Alpha Academy, Otis, and Chad Gable. And I think I like to, I think them mixing up with Riddle and Orton could be kind of cool to see. You know, let we could see the serious side of Otis, of course, and then 
Chad Gable try to get those tag team titles. Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz mm -hmm. together still. I, I think that's much needed. I don't think Commander Aziz is ready to go on his own. Uh, do drop mm -hmm. Drake Maverick, which we've seen Drake Maverick involved with the 24-7 crew, I guess we can call it. John Morrison, Nia Jax, 24-7 uh, champion Reggie, R-Truth, T-Bar. So we finally have the split of T-Bar and Mace. I think one of them need to do themselves, but we'll see if that actually happens. And then Selena Vega. Um, Greg, is it telling that Selena Vega was a um, a supplemental draft pick? Like not even you know not even not even night two towards the end of the rounds. Like it was it was like hey these people are getting drafted. So, and I think Selena Vega being mentioned there, that's that's probably not a good thing. Now she did pick up a win last night, but I kind of wonder if that's where they yeah. see her positioning. Yeah, I'm surprised she got picked at all. I mean, she's the, it was her first win in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from you know just Mike work, she's really got not much for you. And I get giving her to win, but now you know what's Tony Storm going to become? Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't like that because you know. Tony was getting the big buildup uh, until she got to the main roster, and now she's getting killed. So, um, I'm not a fan of that. I like Tony Storm, and Zelina is definitely a woman you, you don't see holding the championship at any point, um, as opposed to Tony Storm, who you could see. So, yeah. um, don't like it, but you know, supplementary draft is where she. Where she goes if if uh, she gets drafted at all. Um, I'm curious. Mia Yim got picked because we haven't seen her in forever. Yeah. Um, yep. So going to get ready to. Yeah, that was the night night two supplemental type draft. Oh, and then SmackDown: right. Aaliyah, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mansoor, and Ali, and then Tony Storm. So Aaliyah was Aaliyah. Sorry, was on Raw. Well, on Raw, as much as you want, like they did what two weeks, maybe a couple pro, like a a vignette of her coming, and then she never showed up. So I hope for her sake, she actually does at least do show up on SmackDown. Um, I'm th I kind of want to backtrack for a second, Greg. I was wondering maybe Selena Vega could help Dominic. You know, I because his mic work, it's okay, but you know maybe she's the one to kind of help Dominic. You know, take him under her wing, and you know, almost like Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. So maybe that's what her calling is. But um, Tony Storm, yeah, the the loss last night, I I was kind of surprised with it. But uh, her and Selena are going to face each other again. So it's almost like you can just wipe away, like if, yeah, if Storm starts picking up some wins, you can almost wipe it away. So. Um, but Mace and T-Bar, that was another, you know, talk about splitting up a tag team. Like I said, one of these guys needs to go. We did see Mace show up last night, kind of say, you know, he just wants to destroy the competition or whatever he said, devour it or whatever, you know, whatever word he used. But and then Monsoor and Ali, I'll be interested to see how they kind of do. Will they continue their will they, won't they? Or, they, you know, they're just going to throw the riff right down the middle? But um 
Aaliyah's the girl I kind of want to see SmackDown wise on where she, you know, what she'll look like when she comes onto the roster. Uh, any SmackDown side of thing, Greg, that you wanted to finish up there, and then we'll get into night two. Um, not exactly. I'm, there was a point that you mentioned that I didn't want to hit yeah. back on it with the uh, whole splitting up of Mason T-Bar and tying it in with the whole Keith Lee story. Um, I think that a big thing they they screwed up was not let him carry for the momentum that he had after our Survivor Series last year, and then putting in this weird storylines um, and stopping and starting his his push. Um, but it can still be corrected at this point, I think. Um, and one way to do that is by putting him in a program with T-Bar. Yeah. Um, and then just harking back to their NXT classes when he was dominant Dijakovic. I mean, those matches on Raw would bring the house down and let him go back to that. Let him bring it back. Uh, do a best of seven series. And this way, you showcase both of them. You show how athletic they are. You show how um, above uh, the competition they are. And just continue with those Go back to it. Give a little flashback to uh, those NXT matches. And then set them loose against each other. And you build them both up at the same time. Doing something like a best of five, best of seven series. Yeah. And it gives us something to remember them by. Like okay, These guys can go. Because anybody who's seen those matches uh, in NXT, they were amazing. Yeah. Um, just instant classics. So, you know, let them do that again. Give them 20 minutes. Give them 25 minutes because they can carry it. They've proven they can carry it. And keep the people on the edge of their seats. And you build them both up at the same time. Um, so seeing that uh, T-Bar ended up on Raw with uh, Bearcat, uh, I, I would be all for doing that with him for that reason. And this way... T-Bar doesn't look like just another oversized shopper, you know, keep Lee, keeps his trajectory going up. Um, you, you push them both up the card, you add both of their stock, and um, everybody's better off for it. So um, I'm hoping they do something like that, knowing the history, but um, I'm not keen on it happening just because the main roster has shown that they barely acknowledge NXT uh, on the main brands. Um, Unless they need they, to. Right. But if they played into that and used that as the backstory to push it forward, yeah. uh, because we've all seen it. You know, if you watch Raw and SmackDown, there's a great chance that, you know, 70, 80% of those people also watch NXT, that they've probably seen those matches anyway. But seeing, uh, two-minute video package on those previous matches bring us right back there and go okay let's see the next one so um that's all i'm getting at is yeah there's a way to resurrect keep lee and t-bar you know let him go back to being dodgy or give him a name that's not so corny and you know re reset him reboot him and you know, let him fly finally because he's he's good enough. He's, um, you know, without being pigeonholed into some corny 
uh, fashion that no longer exists, mm-hmm. you know, repackage them a little bit, take off the face paint and, you know, give them, give them a new life. So yeah, that's what I hope they do, but I'm not enthusiastic on doing it. All right. And uh, so Monday night we have six rounds. We might go three rounds first, Greg, and then do the other three rounds if that's okay, just so then that way we can get into uh, the rest of the week. So round one had Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Champion to Raw. So we're just switching her brands, but we're still keeping the title on her. Uh, the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions with the SmackDown. So we keep the ball line going. Uh, Bobby Lashley to Raw, Sasha Banks to Raw, our SmackDown. Good moves there. Uh, round two. Seth Rollins to Raw, just because of the edge factor, I think that makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, who knows, you know, Seth and Big E mixing it down the road, I think will be fun to see. Uh, I oh, could yeah. see that happening big time. So uh, King Nakamura, or sorry, Shinsuke Nakamura, the IC champion with Rick Boog, stays on SmackDown. United States champion Damian Priest stays on Raw. Sheamus goes to SmackDown. Probably good for Sheamus as well, even though I think I would have kept him separate from Drew. Because I'm afraid they'll just go back to that well if they need to, the Sheamus and Drew well. And, uh, you know, we've already been down that road enough. But um, AJ Styles and almost back to Raw. Shayna Baszler to SmackDown, which she's never been, at, you know, she, ever since, you know, kind of when she started, she's only been on Raw. So it'll be kind of cool to see her on SmackDown. Kevin Owens to Raw. And then Zia Lee Greg to SmackDown. And it's going to be interesting to see. What Zayali do we get on SmackDown? You know, do we get where she was at the beginning of her NXT career, where she was with Mei Ying? Will it be some middle ground? But, you know, will we even see her? Because, you know, she's been (laughs) off TV from everything for, what, a couple months now? So uh, she's probably just been enjoying the time off. I guess, and, you know, work it out, get that body ready for SmackDown. But uh, I thought, Greg, the big thing was Shayna Baszler to SmackDown and Zia Lee to SmackDown, you know, because the SmackDown women's side of things is, uh, I mean, you got Charlotte, Sasha, Bianca, Shayna Baszler, Zia Lee. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's quite the list right there, you know, of women that can mix it up together. So that's going to be pretty cool. To, I think SmackDown women's side is, it's a little more stacked than the Raw side. But then again, yeah. I see it. They're starting to position SmackDown as the A show. And I think it's it's interesting to think that that could be it. You know, especially with doing the supersized SmackDown next week, Greg, where they're doing, I think, an extra half hour. Because then Tony Khan t- tweeted out, they finally get to go head to head because you'll have a crossover. So you'll have Rampage at 10 and you'll have SmackDown running it over till 1030. So that's going to be the first, you know, that'll be the first shot. <laughs> See where it goes. <laughs> it, you know, it's really going to suck. Or what would be funny though, Greg, is if um, it splits, like if it's what, you know, however you could split a graph, a demograph, like watch that happen. And then, you know, we'll all be back in the same spot where who knows who won. But uh, so Greg, yeah. What, what were your kind of surprises from those or takeaways from the first three rounds um, on Monday night raw? Uh, these picks make sense are a lot better than I like the better than the night, uh, night one. Yeah. Um, 
it made sense to put these guys where they go. Um, Usos made sense, but I would have been curious to see how the storyline would unfold if they didn't get drafted to SmackDown and how, because uh, that storyline would have crossed there. both brands. Yeah. Um, so I've been curious about that, but it didn't happen. And probably rightfully so, just for the sake of keeping things um, as they are, the whole bloodline thing is the best thing on WWE. So it uh, made sense. Um, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed with Shayna because this is what I've been harping on for a long time, getting NXT Shayna back. Um, she's got her mean streak bit, uh, back. She's, um, you know, dispatching, you know, people kind of like, uh, she's already taken out three, three women in the last three weeks yeah. with, uh, Naya and Dana Brooke and, um, I suppose who the who the third person was, but um, no, I'm spacing it too, of course. Yeah, she, <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. I'm like, I can't remember <laughs> that middle. But, uh, and then for yeah, drop stepping up to her, I think yeah. that's interesting. Like, where will that go? Because, like we said, we only got a couple weeks to really kind of play that up, and then you know, both women are on separate brands, so. You wonder if yeah. Monday night, but even Marie, even Marie, and yeah, that's right. yeah, and but now she's starting to get back to that destroyer mentality and um, vicious and evil. Um, but curiously, I don't know if she's going to be uh, a steal a heel or become a badass baby face, mm-hmm. which you would need against Charlotte and Becky and Sasha. Um, and with her getting her teeth back, she would be a great contender. So I'm curious to see what the next couple of weeks look like for her. And uh, as a Shayna fan, uh, I want to see good things uh, with her. Great matches, not her getting uh, jobbed out to you know every woman on the roster. Uh, the way she had been in the last few uh, months of Raw. So I'm cautiously optimistic about Shayna, now that her uh, they've given her her teeth back, and yeah. you know let her go out and injure. She reminds me of um, Pentagon and Lucha Underground it's mm-hmm. with the Breaker of Bones gimmick. And yeah. uh, if you haven't seen it, go to Tubi, watch Lucha Underground. <laughs> um, but uh, one of these days, Tubi is going to come crawling with us and it's be like, and, take all of our money. <laughs> that's right that's right so we go back to it but if you haven't seen it guys go to tubi watch blue trying to ground and pentagon as the breaker of bones he would uh beat his opponents and then um he would do almost like a like a half standing rings of saturn where he's got the opponent's uh bottom arm extended underneath him and then the top arm pulled back and used this kind of a lever so it stretched all the way out and then he falls all the way back to his back and you know they incorporated the sound of bone breaking and signifying that he had broken his opponent's arm and um you know that's what it looks like when i look at shana now with her you know taking arms 
reminds me of kind of Ronda Rousey when she was uh, at the height of her powers in UFC, getting everybody she faced into an armbar in 20 different ways. And, uh, you know, that's how Shayna's looking now. So I'm excited to see if this continues because it would be great TV if it does. And uh, Zia Lee. Uh, I'm hoping Tian Shaw, we get Tian Shaw, uh, Zia Lee, because she was a lot more aggressive. She was a lot more yeah. believable. And, uh, you know, you, you need people to, to face off against these heels and, need, um, you know, credible women. So uh, I'm excited for uh, new matches, new rivalries, and uh, these ladies can help with that. All right, and then round four, we had the Street Profits to Raw, um, Viking Raiders to SmackDown, Finn Bauer to Raw, and Ricochet to SmackDown. Then round five, Karrion Cross stays on Raw, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza go to SmackDown, Alexa Bliss stays on Raw, Cesaro goes to SmackDown. Um, and then round six, I think this is where I'm like, wow, uh, the two, there are two surprising names. So we got Carmelo to Raw, Ridge Holland, Greg, to SmackDown, that was they must really have high hopes for him because you know we really we haven't really touched him in NXT, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him on SmackDown. I'm kind of curious without Pete Dunne, you know, can he go on his own? I think that's gonna be you know something to watch. And then Gable Stevenson, the um, real legit Olympic gold medalist, uh, will go to Raw. And they're already talking him up, you know, maybe could make appearances soon. Um, he's in his final year of college. So don't expect him to see in any physical capacity, but could maybe do a promo here and there, or, you know, show up on TV somehow. But And then, of course, Mr. Irrelevant, Greg, Sami Zayn. I think <laughs> Sami Zayn being in that pick is the best pick ever. But Rich Holland, Gable Stevenson, those are two names I'm like, I did not expect to hear those names. And I think, Greg, with Gable, I wonder if they might try to go the Kurt Angle route when he first came around. Because I, I look at Gable, and I don't see the – like, you see some size, but you don't see the Brock Lesnar size. You know what I mean? Now, they can yeah. make him kill some people, but I I think they'll go the route of Kurt Angle first. But do you think the crowd will just turn against that like they did with Kurt eventually? Like, I don't – I'm curious how the crowd will react to Gable from the start. Because I wasn't it, it was him and the women's champion, our women's gold medalist. Were they mm-hmm. at I forget where they 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 showed up on TV on was it all Summer SummerSlam. SummerSlam. It was the big show. I think it was SummerSlam. It, was, it wasn't any, you know, it wasn't exactly a bad reception, but it was just like eh. <laughs> You know, it did seem now we're going to have to build, you know, obviously that was there. And I think just not knowing that they were out there and whatnot. But um, but with Gable, I mean, it makes sense. You have the Alpha Academy, though. So maybe you go that, you know, I don't know if Chad Gable will still be <laughs> relevant by time Gable Stevenson is around. But you could maybe go that route as well. And, you know, again, gives him more of a heelish side. Maybe that could be the Brock Lesnar type run where he just kills people for Gable, but I'm going to be curious where they, which direction they go, you know, cause I mean, I think the Olympics just aren't as big and as important to some people as they used to be. 
like when we were growing up there was nothing else on craig in the 90s so we watched yeah. the olympics like we wanted to watch i don't know about you i haven't watched olympics since probably the 90s like you know i i maybe catch basketball here and there but other than that like i don't want you know i used to sit around and watch gymnastics <laughs> just because you're like <laughs> you want to root for you know our figure like figure skating in the 90s like in the olympics was huge but now the olympics just i don't know it you know they are a big deal to other countries i'm sure and maybe other parts of this country but i feel like for me it's just not like i won't even i couldn't even tell you gable steveson was a per you know who he was if he was walking on the street so it's really gonna be interesting to see what they do with him and rich holland because you know those are names i'm like wait <laughs> wait what we just saw rich come back from an injury and now he's already you know going to be on smackdown in two weeks so that should be really interesting uh how about yourself greg any um any thoughts there on round six because that seemed to be the uh the crazy mm -hmm. round there yeah um i like rich holland i i'm okay. i like his look i like the character they gave him in nxt um kind of soccer hooligan um ex-rugby player and looking at him you can see it uh, he definitely looked if i had to put him in a sport it would have been rugby um smash mouth bruiser but you know as he looks good uh, I, I think he's probably going to need a mouthpiece now that he's mm -hmm. doesn't have a faction to run with because um his promos are just kind of basic um but i like him and it's just a matter of what are you going to go with him direction-wise. Um, heel or babyface, he seems like a natural heel. Um, but, you know, could he be a contender to Roman Reigns? I mean, I think size-wise, they stack up pretty well. Um, both being power guys, you know, things kind of line up if they want to go that route for him. But um, seeing his own rebound, We've only seen him as part of a heel faction. Uh, how would he look as the babyface? So that's going to take some character work, some uh, creative to work that out. But um, the guy's got potential. You know, he could be uh, WrestleMania, um, you know, middle to top of the card WrestleMania personality to do it right. So yeah. um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with him. Uh, Gable is should be nothing more than a long-term project. Um, like I said, he's in his last year of college. He can go and do promotional stuff. He can be an ambassador. He can, you know, you know, cut promos here and there. Um, but you know, for the last four years, he's been prepping for the Olympics. He's been uh, just going hard, just amateur wrestling and becoming the perfect amateur wrestler so yeah. i don't think he's been moonlighting at the pc practicing moonsaults and you know all elbow tie-ups um so i think the guy's gonna need a lot of time to get his wwe game tight before he even have his first match you know you can give him the the brock lesnar Kurt Angle, um you know push and yeah. you know have him you know destroying people once he debuts but his fundamentals are going to be need to be solid he's going to have to you know he's going to be green 
no matter what. But, um, you know, you have the right guys in there with him selling his stuff, then, you know, he's going to look like a million bucks. Same way they did with Hurts, same way they did with Brock, because those two came in with that legitimacy. Um, but it still took those vets to get him get him over. And the part of the problem is that the Olympics have been over for a few months, and we've had time to forget about Gable Stevenson being uh, Olympic gold medalist and the way he did it. Uh, that's another thing they should harp on every time he's in there, is that the guy scored three points in 15 seconds to secure the gold medal. 15 seconds. And getting a point in a Olympic wrestling match is hard enough. He got three. Yeah. And so, you know, you show the clip, the 15 seconds. You show 15-second clip how he did it and keep reminding us, keep reminding us how he did it. And then if he's a heel, he can keep reminding us how he did it. Same way Kurt Angle always does it. I won the Olympic medal with Brooklyn thinking that, um, you know, just hammer it home so we know. And, you know, it adds to his character. It becomes something we think of without thinking of it anytime his name is mentioned. Um, so if they add those elements, lean into the, you know, the Olympic accomplishment that he made, um, you know, legitimately, and, you know, you got footage, run that footage, 15 seconds of footage just to um, help get him over, help his uh, believability and, you know, the guy's off and running, but he needs that time to um, get his fundamentals down, get his moves down, and, you know, get the right vets in there to help get him over. And the guy could be a megastar sooner than later, but he should be a long-term project. So he has, you know, time to train WWE style, not Olympic wrestling style. Oh, yeah. And, and then get him in mix. So... Um, That's why I think was so crazy. I mean, we talked about maybe he would be in NXT, you know, I thought a short time because I felt like they wanted to put him on. And they're like, nope, we're not even <laughs> now. Granted, he might be like you said, he might go down the PC on weekends, you know, if he has time. <laughs> I don't know when, you know, going to college. But um, yeah, um, maybe even beating guys in 15 seconds would be something, Greg, that could tie into that, you know, getting a quick strong move on them and he pins them right away so um here's some other names greg that came up so raw had dana brooke dolph Ziggler, robert rude jackson Riker, veer which i think is interesting because jinder mahal and shanky are still together on smackdown so either they believe in veer or they don't <laughs> to separate him from mahal and shanky but uh live morgan mia yim you'd mentioned her name and it's Great that we said Mia Yim, Greg. We don't say reckoning. We said Mia Yim. So hopefully mm -hmm. yeah. that means, you know, she give her a couple weeks, let her show back up. Tamina, Tegan Knox. So I guess there is four, you know, those are four women that we're waiting to see if they, you know, we, we keep waiting for the push for Liv Morgan. And last night did not have, now, last night didn't help the, it, I guess it helped the case and it didn't <laughs> like, you know, we thought maybe she'd get the win, but she didn't. So maybe she could be your Daniel Bryan where we just are going to have to just keep feeding WWE that we want Liv Morgan to do something like it's time. You already got rid of her mm -hmm. two friends. <laughs> I mean, she's on nine <laughs> on her own, you know, 
And who's to say, you know, she might see Ruby Wright having all that success and be like, okay, I'm done. Like, I tried it, you know. Bo Dallas is going to run my farm, and um, <laughs> I'm going to just hang out here. Uh, I guess the the key word is he's very interested in plowing, Greg, on the farm, and some people took took that word a certain way that if um, you could take it whatever way you want. But anyways, I thought that was very interesting that Bo Dallas said he's interested in plowing on the farm. So uh, him uh-huh. and Liv might have might have there might be a little Liv live Morgan on the way. I don't know, but the plowing goes wrong. So anyways, that's a whole nother story. Uh, Shelton Benjamin and subject Alexander and Craig are still together, I guess, even though I thought we broke them up, but WWE, come on, just do it. Put the hurt business back together. And like, I, I mean, to give them Keith Lee. I mean, that would be my thing. Like that gives Keith Lee MVP. If they don't believe Keith Lee in his promo, they give him MVP. And, you know, just let him wreck people. But And then The Miz, uh, when he's not going to do Dance with the Stars, I believe he's moved on the first couple rounds. So um, he's still moving on into Dancing of the Stars. And then SmackDown got Jinder Mahal and Shanky together, Natalia and Shotzi. So, yes, we did break up Shotzi and Tegan for some odd reason. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think WWE's higher on Shotzi anyway. Like, I could see them wanting to really push her. She's got a, you know, I, I was starting to say she's got a ballsy attitude, which is obviously what she wants. But, uh, you know, they can sell that little tank for kids and the helmets for kids. So you feel like they're just really going to push her to that younger demographic. And I don't I don't know if they're as high on Tegan Knox as they, as maybe, like, I'm, I'm so, so on her. Like, I can see it. You know, and then don't forget, Greg, here's some names that we did not get drafted, which I thought was interesting. Bailey, Asuka, uh, Lacey Evans, who's obviously still, you know, uh, having a baby soon. Dakota Kai, another name not uh, Mm -hmm. there. Uh, What was the other name? Sorry. So Bailey, Asuka, Lacey Evans, Eva Marie. And then also you got Slapjack, Elias, Lindsay Dorado, Grandman Oakleek. Um, we had the you know little promo for Elias, so maybe you wonder if Elias is going to come back completely as something different, uh, because that's the only way we can make it known that yes, he's dead. You know his his character's dead. I'd probably put him on SmackDown, just get him away from Raw and kind of really refresh him. Um, but and then of course we do have Brock Lesnar, Greg, as a free agent, so Brock Lesnar can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm going to assume they're going to put Goldberg. In that free agent so maybe if they want to do i don't know who on smackdown side of things goldberg could go after but you know i'm i'm fine with that i think those are two guys that don't need to be branded and hell i'd be fine with bailey being a free agent because i think bailey's got the tools to work both brands and to be used where she needs to be so if they gave bailey or asuka you know the free agent tag I think I'd be okay with that. And then that way we can see them on both brands and, you know, wherever they seem, because they're, you know, whether they Swiss army knives when we need them, they can be used wherever we need them. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was kind of the, the other end of the draft break. Uh, any thoughts there? Uh, what, what do you think about the Veer, Jinder Mahal and Shanky stuff? Like, is that trying to give Veer something to do on his own because they believe him in, 
believe in him or just he's going to be jobbed out <laughs> like within two or three weeks? Uh, well, I still don't know which one he is. Is he the one with the three bands across his forehead or is he the other guy? I think he's the bigger um, guy because Shanky, I believe, is the one that has the bands, the like rounder. Okay. And I think um, here is the tall, looks like, like almost looks like Kali. I don't know what, not. No, it doesn't look like Collie. But anyways, yeah. Veer's on... I'm sorry, was you... Did you go Raw, to Raw? Veer's on Raw. Uh, okay, and so... Hall and Shanky are on SmackDown. So I'm thinking possibly... You know, almost isn't going to have any challengers that are going to be believable. Um, Maybe Veer. And Veer is at least comparable size-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so if... You could present him as being, uh, you know, a heavy, somebody who's strong, whether he has a martial arts background or he's was a prize fighter in India or whatever. Um, present him in such a way that he could be legit competition for almost. They could have a good series of matches. Um, and then it would look more plausible than... Yeah. Having him throw around somebody Dolph Ziggler size, um, for instance. Um, so I'm thinking maybe something like that. You need somebody if because almost and and AJ aren't going to last forever, and at some point he's going to need to go on his own and uh, make his own name. But you need people who's going to make him uh, look believable, look legit, and he just yeah. can't be. Um, he's going to need to be giving as close uh, receiving or receiving as much as he's giving down the line if we're going to believe in him. So that could be a reason that they're um, leaving one of them just because of size alone uh, as some competition for him is the only thing that makes sense for me. Um, looking at the rest of the raw roster is guys who are not that big. Um so I think that's probably a big reason that, you know, they split them and left fear and you can build him up as a single um, show that he can be dominant. And then when they made that clash with almost, then, you know, it's, it's believable. It could be, you could, if you could build them both up at the same time, uh, by the time that AJ and almost split up, um, that could be a main event on raw one night um you know you give them both some steam and get headed on a collision course towards each other so that's kind of what i see um otherwise looking at the rest of the um that that week two the supplemental drafts and everything um i've seen what you were saying about um and the merch uh, opportunities it is very wwe for them to do that um i like tegan more than than shotzi but it makes perfect sense with the tanks and the hats and you know the green gimmicks that she's doing um so it's i definitely buy it um i like the uh humberto and um garza the way they've teamed them and made them kind of heal a uh, heel at but they're good and they're just kind of sneaky and um, 
you know, outsmarting the guys and, you know, posing and looking good doing it. And, you know, you got great shielding for them. Uh, I like the, the way they package those two together. Um, and your idea is, is genius about having uh, Zelina kind of pull in Dominic and then you have all um, three of those guys that fit that mold, you know, good looking Latino um, upstarts that can, you know, be like a heel faction and she could be the mouthpiece for him. It would be brilliant. Um, I do as much as Legato being the ones that pull Dominic in, but yeah. um, it would make great sense and it would, it would look good and fit into what uh, they're doing with Humberto and, and Garza. So I'm all for that. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen with the Let's of Bliss. It's, you know, it's going to be off TV for a month or so. And then, you know, is she still going to be um, Playhouse Alexa? Or was it all a bad dream and she's going to come back as Five Feet of Fury? Um, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen with or that. something in between, even. You wonder if they might try to do something in between or, or go yeah. darker. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh-huh. I go much darker than what she was doing, but you know the doll's dead and maybe she becomes a doll i don't know um i'm saving my biggest rant for last and that is ben balor after what we saw at uh what was the pay-per-view i forgot the name already um stream rules rules. yeah yeah um the rope break we all saw it and I'm I'm still upset about it because it was such a great match and the way it the it was building and building and building to a brilliant end. Um, everything was on point. Uh, it was you know kind of hooky with the whole you know the demon's heartbeat and everything, but you know the guys playing the demon were gonna buy it for now. And, I still remember you know, him looking like a fish. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at that. <laughs> right? like a and, fish. But anyways. But Cole and Cole in the back we are on point is like, oh, it's the demon's heartbeat. Boom, boom. And he's showing he's, he's you know, and then the way he rose up and you know, it's like, okay, it's, we we bought the Undertaker for twenty years. We can go with yeah. this for a minute. Yeah. That's and, true. But it looked cool, bathed in the red light. And the way he rose back him back from the dead, so to speak, and you know he shotgun drop kicks uh, reigns through a table, and you know you still have everything in red and it looks ominous, and it gets back into the ring and we're getting ready for go for a huge payoff, and then the rope breaks and then he goes down and then a spear and it's over, and you're like what the hell was that? And, you know, I've seen Ben Ballard before. I'm bigger than he is. And you tell me that that 180-pound guy is going to break the ring ropes like that. Um, I was worried about him because when, after it happened, he went down and he's holding his leg. And so I thought something happened to him. Um, that break maybe caused a, an injury, uh, a real injury. And that's why it ended so fast. But he's just a that good was, seller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And but uh, that was the most garbage finish I've ever seen. 
Um, I haven't seen anything whether it was intentional or unintentional, but um, you can have a match like that and have it end that way. That's probably the worst ending to a match I've ever seen. Um, and they've done been no ba- no favors. Um, they didn't help him at all, and now he's going to show up at Raw with pretty much with egg on his face after that whole fiasco. Um, they don't help him at all. What would have made sense is you know at least write an injury in for him. You know that yeah. that buckle breaking caused a leg injury, and he's going to be on the shelf for eight to twelve weeks or whatever. Give us something. Give us an out for the demon. Um, because and that's the thing. I just, think they tried to use that for the out, and it's like, but you don't pay it off by saying, you know, oh, Heyman snapped it, or the Usos had, you know, cable cutters, or like, there's no, there's no yeah. next step to it. It just happened, and now we have to move on. Right. And so, how does how does Finn come back from that? How does he explain that? You can't, and that's going to be remembered because it was such a, you know, the main event of a pay per view, and you have potentially like the greatest ending of a match ever and then it dies like that um so i'm i'm mad for finn um i've hated the way they've treated finn since he came out he came back from nxt with the whole john cena and baron corbin contract situation getting screwed out of that um he hasn't got any payback with john cena he hasn't got and everything everything is he's just been screwed over and screwed over and screwed over and i hate it for him um and now i have to show up on raw after this latest mess and then as if it didn't happen and then you know next time he comes out as a demon you know we're gonna wonder if the ropes are are legit so um i'm still mad for finn and i i hope his contract is up because they have screwed this guy over way too many times, and I would rather see him anywhere else than in WWE now because they obviously don't know how to treat him. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's – and what I'm reading is I think he went to Raw almost to try to take Drew's spot, and I always say I'll believe it when I see it because, you know, we've – I, you know, we knew from day one when he was on the Raw roster, he beat Roman, and then he got the Universal title. I was like, okay, they're really going to do And then, you know, injuries happen. But, um, you know, now it's like, okay, he looks healthy. He's confident. He's, you know, ready to give the roster. You know, I think he's – maybe he's also going to take it as it comes, you know, and know he's going to do whatever he's given. I don't – you know, something like that. But – uh We'll see what he can do on the raw roster. So um, the way they can make this right is to give him a title run. Yeah. You know, after after the way they've screwed him over time and time again, um, especially with this last uh, extreme rules uh, thing, the way they make this right is give him a title run and let him go back to being no nonsense. You know, kind of his NXT character Finn. Yeah, NXT, yes. And so almost what a, let, go ahead. No, I said let him be that on Raw and get his legitimacy back, give him a title run. And of course that means shortening Big E's run. But Finn's deserved it if nobody else. 
But see, and I was going to say, I wonder if Seth is the one to take it off Big E, and then maybe Finn takes it off Seth. Like, I don't know how long, you know, because then mm-hmm. you can run it back and let Finn get that win. You know, well, he already got the win, but then, you know, overcoming Seth as well, I think would be something. Um, yeah. And heck, who knows? You could maybe even do it by SummerSlam of next year and have everything, have everything come full circle because, you know, like you, but I don't want to, and then I don't want to cut Big E's title reign short already. You know, I feel like we're undercutting already. But if he yeah. loses at WrestleMania, I mean, and then he lets Seth have it for the summer, you know, and then Finn gets it. So I, you know, I think that's, I would still give Big E a good seven, eight month reign, you know, right. longer than what any of, I, I mean, honestly, I never foresee, foresaw Big E get in title reign, a world title reign. I thought he'd be, you know, U.S. title or IC title and maybe main events here, you know, like a Raw main event or a SmackDown main event. But I mean, and now, like you said, like we said, he's shown up on Fox Sports TV. I mean, good for him. And I, I'm so happy for him to get all that because he is one of those guys that you just didn't think. It, it almost feels like a Davy Boy type Smith or Owen Hart where it's those under, you know, those workers that you just never thought would get the world title now that he's got it. So. Um, well, I think we need to take our first break, Greg, because we are an hour to the show. <laughs> so I figured the draft would take a lot of time to talk. So um, yeah. we might just kind of push through quickly on some of the other stuff and, you know, maybe not go as in-depth as we would. But um, I think, I think you know, it, and even then, Raw and Smack are kind of in this weird holding pattern anyway until after Crown Jewel, you know, where we're going to see, like, you know, we've already seen Sasha on raw we've seen becky on you know it's like well we saw seth sorry last night so guys and girls are not going to have allegiances yet until um after the 22nd so uh let's do our first commercial break for elite performance and uh get into raw and nxt we'll kind of talk those two shows up and then we'll get to aw and smackdown and rampage and kind of call it a week Monday Night Raw happened. Uh, the first match was up was Damian Priest defeating Jeff Hardy, and we brought it up after the match. Is probably more um, the more moving story, like we're moving storyline with Austin Theory taking out Jeff Hardy at the end. So, Greg, do you think we see them go at it this week on Raw or on? Yeah, I would say I would assume Raw because I think if you're trying to build up Austin Theory, you want Austin Theory to pick up a win on Raw. So, do you think we get that match this week? Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially since uh, the week, the next week, Jeff's going to be on SmackDown, and you're not going to get it paid off. So that's true. Yeah, it only makes sense that they do it now. Um, and whether Austin has to cheat the win, or um, maybe it'd be more telling if he just squashes Jeff 
and you know Jeff comes back as this new character uh, on SmackDown would probably be a better thing. You know, he you know gets fed up and you know we get something completely different on SmackDown the week after. So I do think it happens, and we see Austin Theory win. Especially if you have like Austin really celebrated up like the dorky guy that he can be. Because um, I, I I know you brought up you don't want it to be that, but I feel like, Greg, they're going to play into it a little bit because I feel like he plays it up for whatever reason really well. <laughs> like He uh, does. It, it's hard. You know, it, it, I guess it's easy to play. You know, it's, I think sometimes it's probably hard for guys to play stupid, but apparently he's got a great way to do it. So, um, <laughs> like I said, I wonder if you could do something like even if he wins – like he like wins kind of cheaply and then you just have Jeff in the middle of the ring, like not knowing what to do, you know, taking off the, the, um, the arm mm-hmm. sleeves, taking off the shirt, you know, kind of walking away, like head dejected and just wondering like, okay, what's next. So, and then that gives him a week off and, you know, maybe, maybe a pu- couple weeks before they re-debut or debut him back on SmackDown. So, um, then we kind of brought it up. Shayna Baszler defeated Dana Brooke took our she tried to take out dana and then we had Dewdrop. uh so Dewdrop and shayna baser i think that's going to be a clash really interesting style wise greg like who because like we said we've seen this side of shayna i think she almost has to take Dewdrop out to really keep the momentum going doesn't she um she doesn't quite have to take her out but she wins you know it, it says a lot establish her higher in the pecking order yeah yes okay yeah and that's what i yeah or maybe yeah maybe she tries to take her out maybe but then i don't know who would come back like that's the thing like what so yeah yeah and like i guess we could i could foresee that happening raw like this week or next week because we got two weeks left so it'll be you know i could see them going at it in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. um angel garza and humberto carrillo picked up a big win over Mansoor and Ali, and I believe both those teams were heading to SmackDown, if I remember right. So we just keep that because I know, yeah, Mansoor and Ali are on SmackDown. They weren't Carrillo and yeah, and Garza were on SmackDown. Yep. So we could keep the the feud going, unfortunately, on SmackDown if we want to, but I feel like they're not going to. Um, Biggie and Drew McIntyre, I love that teaming up, and you know now we're gonna get. Biggie and Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel, and I think that's gonna be a really good win for Biggie. Um, yeah. You know, against the t- and and then we it's almost like we're got to reset Drew, but at the same time, I think Drew knows he needs it too. So, um, are you looking forward to Drew and Biggie mixing it up, Greg? Yeah, it'll be a good you know Smash Mouth like match. Ten minutes. Be, be more than like fifteen. Yeah. 15, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe opening tonight just to kind of get the crowd going. I don't know. Hmm. That's, that's pop. Well, yeah, both titles are going to be offended. So you feel like well, Brock and Roman is going to main event. I can't imagine that not yeah. main event. You know, I mean, as much as I like the Edge and Seth stuff, now that we've had a Hell in a Cell, like it makes me want that. But I feel like that's going to be in the middle of the night. Uh, we keep giving uh, Seth some bad match, some weird matches though at at um, Crown Jewel because he got the remember he had the the um, the Bray Wyatt red light match and now he's gonna have Hell in a Cell. Seth 
Seth might not want to jump on that plane to Crown Jewel after this and be like, can I just, you know, go there and wrestle? But, you know, so, um, yeah, so I, I, I think Drew and Big E, I like um, them kind of doing their finishers at the same, you know, almost hit both their finishers. So uh, I think mm-hmm. that will be a good match for Big E, though, to really establish himself. Uh, yeah, what else and it'd be a, it would be a great kickoff match. Yeah. Uh, we saw Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash defeat Natalia Tamina. We have no clue, Greg, who is next for the tag team champions because, I mean, we're going to throw some women together. You know, Aliyah and Tony Storm throw them together or, um, you know, Mia Yim and Liv Morgan or, well, maybe Mia Yim and Tegan, you know, kind of NXT ties there. I don't, I don't know possible. how well they mesh together, but, um, you know, it gives them something. So I think seeing what women are paired together is going to be something. Uh, mm-hmm. Goldberg and Lashley set the stage for Crown Jewel. You know, you had now they're getting a no holds barred match. So, Greg, I think Goldberg's going to pick up the win. I still think we'll get a third match out of them. You think that as well, or you think Albie Lashley just picks up this win and we're done with this? No, unfortunately, I think Goldberg's going to win. <laughs> yeah. and, the no, and the no holds barred is what makes me believe, like, you know, mm-hmm. lots of steel chair shots. Uh, yeah, maybe a table involved, you know, but yeah, it, it, it's the whole payback yeah. aspect. You know, you hurt my son, yada, yada. And, and then finish it up. Do we finish our Royal Rumble or Survivor Series? Yeah, some, some, well, if they don't do the hurt business uh, redux, then yeah. um, at um, Survivor Series. But if they do uh, bring back the hurt business, then in the uh december yeah yeah so um what else was there so new day defeated cedric alexander and shelton benjamin um you know i thought you know not much there you know they just kind of we'll see if they end up with cedric and shelton back with the hurt business i think they need to and like i said i think adding well, maybe even add a Mia Yim. I think she seems like a good fit for that type of group. You mm-hmm. know, adding that female power. Uh, you know, we, I said before, maybe Naomi, but um, yeah. And then Bianca Belair defeated Charlotte Flair, Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair by DQ. Uh, we had Becky out there. We had Sasha out there. So pretty much, you know, the three made women involved at Crown Jewel, uh, which is really good for those women, like, you know, to get that spot. I know we've had Lacey Evans and Natalia face mm-hmm. each other. Did, did we have Alexa Bliss fight somebody, I think, at Crown Jewel as well? I can't remember. But I'm, mm-hmm. I remember Nate, Natalia and Lacey because I remember they were all covered. And it's going to yeah. be interesting to see, you know, because you think about Sasha and, like, she literally wears, you know, the skippiest outfits to wear and match in, so... It's going to be interesting to see them, you know, all kind of covered up and, you know, what they can do with that. So, um, Greg, what do you think about the end of Raw? I know I kind of – we did a little condensed version, but, you know, like we said, I think we're in this weird holding pattern anyway. I think we could kind of get by with not going yeah. as in-depth as we would. But uh, what do you think about the end of Raw? Uh, just, you know, Sasha making a statement and Bianca out there with Charlotte. And it kind of sucks because that was Bianca and Charlotte's first match ever, like, legit. <laughs> No NXT matches, no, you know, random one-off on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Like, that was 
you know, and I guess we'll see, we're probably going to see that a lot on SmackDown though. So I think it's okay, but um, you know, what a crazy way to kind of have their first match. So uh, have your own thoughts on it, Greg. Yeah, it was, it was a good tease for what we can see in the future because uh, they were having a good match until all the, in, the interference started happening. Um, yeah. You know, those two play off each other really well. And um, yeah, I was, I was a little bummed when, you know, all the run-ins started happening because I was enjoying that match. So it's a great sign that um, they're going to have they some, you strongly. know, great matches down the road. Yeah. So and, and this this non-finish was the perfect thing because you know you don't establish one or the other as dominant over the other one. So mm-hmm. if they had to do it now, is the time to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was Raw NXT. Uh, kind of getting into we had Mandy Rose defeat Ember Moon. A good win there for Mandy Rose. Uh, Ember Moon, Greg. Uh, should we just say happy trails? Because. I, yeah, I think the writing is on the wall there. I, yeah. I just don't foresee her. And I don't know if AAW will touch her, like not touch her, but you know, like I don't know. There, there's just something missing from her. I know we keep saying it, but it's just like her. There's just no charisma. Like, do you think it's her, or do you think like I don't know if it's her booking because I feel like she's not like she's been horribly booked, but you know, I don't know if she's. I don't know what she wants to be presented as. I think that's the toughest part. Because like you even said, you know, you have this almost apocalyptic type person, mm-hmm. but then the trailers were all like some sort of, um, uh, I don't know, you know, like, I don't I don't know what I'm saying, but you know, like, so, I don't know. <laughs> like the trailers didn't match yeah, up with what but, she is. Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. Is that the creative is definitely lacking with her and it, part of it is on the writers and part of it is on her. Um, is that I, in the beginning when uh, she had her first NXT run was when she was the hottest mm-hmm. and you know, the eclipse was amazing. Um, she was in shape. Uh, her matches were uh, on point and people were into her as mm-hmm. like the heir apparent and that was during the Oscar era. And I was at the takeover uh, the night before WrestleMania 33 when Asuka and Ember uh, went at it. And they had a five-star match. Um, at that point, Asuka, you know, went to semi-heel and pulled a trick to uh, get the win. But since then, um, I guess because of injuries or whatever, that uh, she's it's been on the downward spiral ever since. And, you know, now she looks like a Mad Max reject. Um, so she's going from, yeah, that post-apocalyptic looking uh, with her pres- with her presentation. Mm-hmm. Whereas in her her return video, you know, it was looking something more futuristic, like something out of the Matrix. So, yeah. okay, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So maybe that's, yeah, I think maybe that's what you're getting at, but so it it doesn't make sense with her. Nothing makes sense, and you know to come back and I'm still hating the pop tabs and the the gear she wore the other week where she had a tail coming off the back of her gear. Come on, man. Looks so, like um the knuckles from so- our tails. I always think yeah. of like Sonic. It looks like tails. 
Like I, I can't buy you for you know what and is what is all this goofiness. It, so, and she probably can't buy it, so she's not going to sell it. Maybe that makes sense. You know, like like if right. you don't believe in your character, it's coming across the screen. Yeah, and she she doesn't look like she's in as great a shape as she was. That, um, yes, I've noticed that as well. It does seem like that too. Yeah, and I think that is taken away from her her credibility. Um, she definitely needs. Uh, I think she's going to get to endeavor sooner than later, like you were saying. Yeah. And you know, let her go to impact. You know, she, I think she, she could totally reinvent herself and do something on impact, do something on a smaller roster. I don't think AEW should mess with her. They'll load it enough in the women's division as it is. Um, let her, you know, be a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Um, you know, like an ROH, like a um, do, yeah, do an independent run for a year just to really yeah. get, like you said, get create, you know, get your character where you think you want to be. I mean, look at Matt Cardona, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he's completely different, like, and he's just doing whatever the hell he wants because he's, you know, he has earned that, like, he's made his money, and I feel like now he can do that. Now Ember Moon, yeah. I don't know if she's made that money though. So she might, <laughs> she might have to, she might have to take, you know, she might have to take another payday, and then you know do that. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. So uh, LA Knight defeated Odyssey Jones. We had Andre Chase kind of make a appearance there. So we're gonna get Odyssey Jones and you know um, Andre Chase going at it. Uh, Braun Breaker it challenged Tomasa Champa at Halloween Havoc. So that'll be October, is it 26, I believe. Um, so we'll get that there. And I believe we're going to get next week, Joe Gacy, if he wins against Tommaso Champion, he'll get involved in that title match. Uh, I'm, And that's what's weird, Greg. Like I feel like you don't put that stipulation unless you're going to put him in there. But I um, almost don't want him in there because I feel like Tommaso and Braun, that's what we want to see. Like we want to see the new versus the old and just one-on-one -on -one straight up but do we want to save that one-on-one -on -one till like a takeover event and then let braun get the win to really have a coming out party so if joe gacy gets added i'm okay like it it's fine because then it would it gives that out that we still need them to go one-on-one -on -one. so uh do you see joe gacy actually inserting himself or winning over tomasa champa next week to get in that title match greg I think so, um, and I agree with what you were saying is that they wouldn't put that in there unless it was about to happen. So, how in the world that he's going to beat um, Champa? Uh, maybe it's, you you pull some you know trick out of his bag, and because you know he's he's being very uh, trying to be you know Mister Inclusive and Mister. Um, it's still very slimy feeling. That, but he uh, buys it. You know what? He he believes in this, like the character. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. he doesn't believe. <laughs> he, hopefully <laughs> he's not Drake works or you know, um, you know, QAnon. But anyways, like, like I feel like yeah. he, like you can feel it off the TV. Like, I mean, he's going all in, and that's that's pretty cool. You know. <laughs> And just think like this character, like and this type of character in today's age, like you that's I mean, it's gotta take some balls. <laughs> yeah, like right. I'll, so I'll props to that, him. Like, 
I mean, mm -hmm. he's going all in on. So, um, some other things. But, so he did beat. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but I, I agree with you. I do think it's going to happen? And I had a, a random thought just now. Okay. Is that uh, you know we just kicked Abron off the off the brand, and now we're bringing another Braun in with yeah. Braun we'll Breaker. We're, we're just spelling it different. I mean, spelled it different. Can't can't we can't we get the guy something original? I, and I still so want to see just, a, the bigger Braun will do. You know, like whether he ends in Impact or AEW. But uh, I know he did have that little free the narrative match with EC3. I think it was like ten dollars on Fight TV. I've not seen it, so I need to find that somewhere to see how kind of what that went down. Because it sounds like Braun really wants to reestablish himself as something different. You know, coming out mm -hmm. of his, but uh, but Braun Breaker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying um, we may have a bad taste in our mouth after the last Braun, and be. now you're bringing in another Braun. Well, like, and of course, like we said with people, like they just want him to be Steiner, like you know, Rick, yeah. Rick Steiner's son. So, Mike can't I think, think his name is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They're not going to change Simone Johnson to a different name. I mean, well, I don't, we don't know. Rick Steiner is <laughs> not know, Ross, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. They might get they need to give her a Samoan tattoo. I don't think she has that yet. So um, yeah. But anyways. Uh so Joe Gacy did beat Ikmanjiro. Uh Cora J, Greg, got uh got a win over your girl. Are you gonna how how you feel about that? <laughs> Cora youngest uh, competitor ever, I think, in NXT is what they said. Because I is she 22, maybe Cora J or something? She's I mean, she looks she looks like 18. But I think she's at least yeah. going to be 21, 22. So. Uh, but, yeah, your girl, Frankie Monet, unfortunately had to <laughs> lay down for her. Yeah, I, I don't get what that is. Is that uh, They've been cruising with her and her being larger than life. And, you know, I wear a loca. I don't, I don't get the whole – I know building up Cora Jade and making her look like she's going to be somebody. But, you know, they could have left the other girl in there and, and had that effect so yeah i don't yeah uh commit jesse camilla camilla or no she got cut i don't remember who the other girl is with them but yeah anyway. she was some no name out of nowheresville <laughs> i mean yeah. they could have left her in there and done that so it's i i know it makes her look like a more of a big shot by paying uh frankie but mm -hmm. you know now you're hurting frankie so i obviously didn't didn't like that at all so yeah. Uh, Pete Dunn defeated Cameron Grimes. Uh, we also saw Kyle Riley come out there because uh, Cameron was getting beat down. So it looks like a little tag team action for Kyle Riley, Cameron Grimes against Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland. And, you know, then we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye to Ridge Holland on NXT, which is so crazy. How about Tony D'Angelo? Tony D'Angelo, Greg. Um, <laughs> how are we feeling on him? I mean, you look good in the ring. The promos are, you know, the, the Chicago skyline this week in the background. And he's got this, you know, Italian um, Enzo, Enzo big cast feel to him, but more, you mm -hmm. know, Chicago, like more rougher, um, you know, factory worker type. So I'm okay with, you know, I think it looks pretty cool and we'll see how he does with it. Yeah, we kind of wait and see. Um, it was very stuck character uh 
for that and, type of person. Yeah, and it seemed like nothing more than a vehicle for the announcers to make bad mafia jokes. So uh, I'm curious to see if the guy is going to really hold water and be able to perform in the ring. He looked okay. I mean, it was nothing spectacular, but you know, it was a decent intro match. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, Indy Hartwell got the win over Mei Ying. Uh, Persia Perotti kind of pushed Indy out of the way, took a bullet for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say with that because <laughs> Mei Ying, like, we thought she was untouchable. And uh, another one, Greg, I wonder her and Boa, like, I hate saying it, but could they be on that? future endeavors list because it seems like the magic is gone there like there's just nothing there you know yeah, well, we had the one week when they did the weird did they do the smoke into them and then you know they kind of cut that out so i i don't know where they're going like you know you have indy get the weird win but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh first persia parati how you doing um mm -hmm. You know, holla at your boy. Um, <laughs> second, it was a weird angle to get to this match, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the T and Shaw gimmick and Mei Ying is kind of wasted on uh, NXT. There's not really anywhere to go with it, especially with uh, Zia Lieb gone and, um, you know, I would have been Bo more interested in Sierra on Bo the wall going to get the ring. <laughs> I don't see right. Bo yeah. And now no. you got to think like with, like, I hate, you know, the aesthetics of NXT now. Like now this character is completely, it looks completely stupid. You know, it yeah. doesn't fit. Like, it's like they can't tone down the, <laughs> it's like you almost have to tone it down a lot, but then you don't tone it down enough and it just looks like, I mean, you could tell it's just a kid, like it doesn't feel like it fits anywhere. Like, you know, at least on Raw, you could, you know, work with the production and get it to probably dark enough to where you think, you know, okay, this is a pretty dark character. But with now on NXT, you know, the 2.0 and the bright colors and the lighting up the studio and all that, like, it just doesn't look like it works. So, um, yeah. See, we look better on Raw opposite Evil Alexa Bliss. Yeah. You know, with the Lily and the Fun House, and let them have a cinematic match. Yeah. You know, yeah. with all the the hocus pocus and yeah. Mei Ying looking like a the character from The Grudge. Mm -hmm. So you know, I would watch that. Or a Mortal Combat. She makes me make that Mortal Combat tech character. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. You know, that's what Zia Lee really looks like, like a a Chun Li or something like that. So, um, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Got Raquel Gonzalez's back against Toxic Attraction. Uh, so, you know, we'll probably get some three-on-three -three matches there. And I would assume Raquel and Mandy Rose will go at it at um, Halloween Havoc. Does Mandy Rose get the title there? Um, with some interference, yeah. Um, I mean, I, do we think Raquel still needs to hold it longer? I don't Feel like she i feel like raquel's built up who she is and i don't know if she could do anything more as champ like not necessarily do anything more as champion but like she's kind of reached that ceiling and now we need to go another direction with her to try to round out her character 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I think she's ready for the main roster. And, um, you know, there's the raw, I think it was the raw side of the ledger that can use some more strength. Yes. I, um, yes. yeah. I mean, because like you look at Raw, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, T- Tamina, Tegan, um, Bailey, or ba- uh, Becky, and then who else? That's, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Carmella. Um, sorry, Carmella. No, it's only yeah. enough. Yeah, so I think Raquel would be good there on Raw because you got Bianca and Charlotte as your heavy hitters there, Shayna. So, yeah, I could see Raquel, you know, maybe after Survivor Series or maybe after, you know, maybe in the Royal Rumble she debuts and then is yeah. on the roster. So, um, yeah, and so then finally, bring her up at some definitely some depth. Yeah. She she'd be um, some very important depth. And then, you know, with uh the smaller women, she just doesn't fit with all the smaller women on um NXT now. I mean, yeah. look at Cora Jade. I mean yeah. she's five. She right. And so <laughs> it doesn't make sense having her in NXT with all the little women where everybody her size is on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And then finally, MSK defeated everybody in this fatal four-way elimination tag team championship. Uh, it was Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams. It was the Grills of the Young Veterans. And then it was Briggs and Brooks, uh, Josh Briggs and uh, ben- J- Benson Brooks or Jensen Brooks, whatever his name is. Brooks and uh, Brooks and Dunn, I want to call them. Brooks and Briggs. <laughs> and then we got the Thank You Imperium when Imperium dropped MSK. Greg, we're still... I feel bad for MSK because, like, the crowd is just not buying them. Like, there was that one week they're celebrating the crowd, and then you just have all the fans doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> like, get the camera off of them. Like, what are you doing? Like, where's Kevin Dunn yelling at production? Like, this is not a good visual to have your face, right. <laughs> like your loving face tag team champion that Beth Phoenix loved. Beth Phoenix loves to death getting booed out of the building. I mean, I know that they are all about whatever reaction, but I just, and it's still hard to find, like, because they, like we always said, they they seem like good, friendly guys. They're, you know, colorful. They, you know, the promos seem pretty down to earth. The wrestling's there. Uh, I just don't know what the crowd, what, you know, what are, what are we missing from them to get the crowd kind of on their side again, or if it ever was on their side. It's just not had that it factor. Exactly. It, yeah. it it seems forced, seems phony. Um, you know, there's other teams that have it in spades, and some teams just don't. Um, RK Bro has it. They have the it factor, and you know, it's, it's not because uh, Riddle and Riddle and Orton were huge stars before they got together. Riddle, uh, Orton, yes. Riddle, no. And people were, you know, laughing at Riddle behind his back before um, getting involved with Orton. And some teams just have that. As soon as you see him, you buy it. You know, the Road Warriors. As soon as you saw him, you bought it. Um, other other teams that have come through uh, more recently, 
you know, they have the Usos, the New Day. They had that at the moment you saw them together. Um, the MSK just doesn't have it. And it seems they're pushing it hard. They're trying to make you believe it, make you like it. But it, it, we just don't feel it with them. Um, and like you said, they, they, they're decent enough in the ring. They're, um, but it, it seems kind of phony. What they need, and I don't think they're going to get, is a big match. Um, and one of those barn burner, five-star, okay, now I believe, kind of matches. Um, something on the level of the New Day Uso rivalry, um, where they just have a smash mouth, amazing match, back and forth, um, you know, not a high spot fest, but something that's going to, draw you in emotionally and uh, make you buy these guys. It's, it's going to need a match like that. And I don't know who you're going to do that with. And see with if we could guys. do the Survivor Series NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. You'd have the Usos, RK Bro in there with them. Like, what, mm-hmm. what better, you know, what better people could you work with? You know, promo-wise, they can build you up. You know, in the ring wise, you could give them those spots and, you know, maybe sneak out a win and then that builds them up for NXT. You know, they can come back to NXT saying we beat the Usos and Riddle, you know, or or Usos and RK Bro, like, you know, and then whoever beats them, you know, almost looks better because they took them out. But uh, I don't think we're going to get it doesn't look like we're going to get Raw and SmackDown and NXT this year. Um, you know, and what's funny is that one year we did get it, didn't I think NXT swept it or like lost one match or something like that. Like, yeah, they even gave all the marbles to NXT. So, um, you know, I if you want NXT to be now, now that we said NXT 2.0, it feels like we're going back to not putting them on the same level. So now it probably doesn't make sense to put them with a Survivor Series match. Because they are developed, you know, now that they're, they're treated almost like a bridge, you know, to that. So, um, yeah. Any other thoughts there, Greg, on uh, NXT then? No, I'm just thinking this, it would, there is ways to do it. I mean, just yeah. your basic yeah. open challenge um, mm-hmm. setting with, yeah, um, you know, the Usos can come out and high on the horse after, you know, a big pay-per-view win and do an open challenge, and then MSK comes out, and they have a, a five-star match. You know, something like that. It's, it's possible they can do it, but it is possible. the question yeah. is, will they? So the avenues are there, but um, my enthusiasm of those type of things happening is very low. Because if we have Imperium getting cheered to beat them, Greg, like that, you know, yeah. I know people love Imperium, but they also, you know, that but they know that they're the heels like, you know, right. Or even a grizzled young veterans. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people want a grizzled young veterans to pick up. The, I know you had mentioned, you know, like probably then picking up the win, you know, getting those tag team titles at some, you know, at some point. So yeah, I'm just going to be, it. I don't know what we're, you know, it'll, it's something to watch unfold. Like what can we do to kind of get them in the right direction? Cause it seems like everything's right there, except for like that one little piece. And, um, Are you enjoying 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's taken time to get used to, but I feel like they're taking those ideas of like the in-screen promo time. They're given, you know, like the Chase University thing. I mean, Tony D'Angelo cutting a promo like in the cityscape, like, you know, we're, we're slowly being introduced to these people instead of just throwing them out. Like, I feel like they have taken that mm-hmm. step back. They've realized yeah. we can't throw everybody out there at once, you know, and then you you're seeing where the pecking order is like, so I, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm just rolling with it. You know, I, I think it, it's working for what it is. Cause it, it does kind of take you back to those days. I mean, we didn't know who Bailey was back in the day. We didn't know who Becky Lynch was back in the day. You know, they, Becky Lynch showed up jigging down the aisle. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, if you can overcome that, Greg, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe MSK can overcome getting booed out of the arena. And, you know, but, you know, it, it, it does feel like the, the very, like maybe an FCW type deal where we're slowly, you know, in a few years, we might see Braun Breaker on the main roster tearing it up with, well, probably Orton because Orton will probably, I feel like Orton is now in um, Tom Brady territory, Greg, where I don't think Orton is going to get older. Like Orton is going to look <laughs> this age for the rest of his life. Like he'll never look old because, <laughs> it, you know, it's hard to believe Orton is, you know, well, he's 40, what, 40, I think, maybe 41. He might not even yeah, be 40 probably. yet. I think it might be like 39, 40, but – you know, he's, I feel like he's looked like that age for the last 20 years now. And, you know, this ring veteran that he is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it took some time and cause you know, like I kept saying, we got a, the color scheme, like, do I love the black and gold brand? Yes. Like I thought that was a good color scheme for them, but lightening up the arena, giving fans their light, you know, cause that's like you brought up Greg, like we remember, Izzy, you know, getting her headband taken off of, you know, by Sasha Banks and stomped on. You know, you had the mm-hmm. signs yep. there. You had all these fans there. Um, and by the way, that Izzy is now working with uh, women of wrestling promotion uh, with oh, AJ wow. Lee. So AJ Lee has just signed on to be a producer of the show and do some color commentary. So that Izzy girl, like it's, we're going to see her, Greg, in WWE probably sooner rather than later as well. Like, <laughs> They might she might be the youngest signee she might get signed at like 15 just you know to some weird you know i don't know what they get maybe the parents just get permission for her to sign up you know yeah. that deal but like a teacher's like contract a top, yeah like a top, like brody lee jr um you know where wherever he's ready he can uh he can kick it off so um let's do some aw stuff uh do you mind if we just do Dynamite and Rampage together, Greg, and then we'll finish with SmackDown, I guess? Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So let's do Dynamite first. Uh, do we do we need to do another break? We'll do Dynamite and Rampage, and then we'll do a final like a break and then get into uh, SmackDown and finish the week. So uh, Dynamite, you know, we saw the Super Elite hit the a four-person V-trigger. Yeah. Uh, you know, if that thing misses, man, somebody's knee is going to be hurting. But anyways, <laughs> uh, that thing, that thing looked great. Mm. So this was all what uh, a flippy, flippy spot fest, Greg, I guess we could call it. But yep. the elite get the win over Brian Danielson and Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express. You know, we had the double kiss, of course, with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Uh, you know, we had Luchasaurus trying to, you know, show up his moments. 
We had the teases of, you know, Omega and Daniel Bryan going at it. I still think, like you've said as well, I think we get an Iron Man match at full gear, possibly with them, even though now that Hangman's back in the picture, you know, maybe we just run that. Maybe we do a 60-minute on Dynamite, you know, and kind of let our Rampage, maybe Rampage could be a 60-minute Daniel Bryan-Kenny Omega match, now that I think about it. Um, You know, especially Mm. since you take Rampage, unless it's the week of a pay-per-view is what I'm hearing. So Rampage is taped on Dynamite nights, except if it's live. If it's, it'll be live when it's like a pay-per-view. But, you know, so maybe we could do that. I mean, I would be fine with, you know, Omega and Brian being a whole hour, you know, on Rampage. You know, kind of gives you a yeah. Friday night hour. But um, uh, any thoughts on that first match there, Greg? You know, we just had the, the quadruple BTE trigger to get <laughs> Jungle Boy pinned again by Adam Cole. Yeah, it was it was a good match. It was full of hijinks and um, kind of what we expected. And the right team won. It's you know the super elite, um, and it's just set the stage for the other rivalries. Um, I still think there's a, a cage turn coming in there somewhere. Um, so it wouldn't make sense for a team just just thrown together to beat the super elite. Um, so, but good match to, to kick off. So, I had no problem with it. Uh, Sammy Guevara defeated Bobby Fish. And we also had American Top Team come out there, Inner Circle come out there. Uh, we're going to get these teams fight. Or, I think we're going to get these teams fighting pretty soon, it sounded like, Greg. So, I don't know if um, a top team will be ready, but uh, they better start getting their wrestling chops ready because. I think we see these guys going at it sooner rather than later as well. Um, any thoughts on I, the same Guevara Bobby Fish thing? Really, you know, it was good for what it was. I didn't think there was anything groundbreaking in it or anything, you know, like, oh my God, that really happened. Uh, Bobby Fish still looks like he has that little gut happening. You know, speaking of being out of shape, I thought Bobby Fish has looked out of shape for a little bit <laughs> yeah. in NXT there, Greg, towards the end of his run. So hopefully he can kind of get back in. Um, a little more physical peak so uh but uh top america's top team sorry and inner circle and i know i keep calling for it, greg i i just wonder if jake hager ends up you know maybe turning on inner circle then you know maybe somehow there's no you know that's the reason that's kind of the turner in that match and a uh, top team will get the win over inner circle it could be. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, like I told you in the couple, last few weeks, is that American Top Team is probably the top, if not top two, top three at the at the least, uh, best martial arts factories in the world. Not just the U.S. Okay. in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um, they're they're laundry list of champions goes on and on and on. So, um, and in real life, Hager would be doing himself a great favor to go there with all the champions that he would have to train with. Um, Storyline wise, it makes sense too. you know, him being uh, recognized on the show as an MMA fighter. uh, After he has fights, they show footage of his fights on Yeah, because he still hasn't lost the fight yet. 
Mm-hmm. So they'll show footage of him, you know, winning his latest martial arts fight just to give us more credibility. Um, so I could definitely see it happening where he turns on the inner circle. Um, and it would be even more compelling because now he's going to bring in to offset this loss. Um, so I like it storyline-wise, but we're going to have a nice little, I think, four-on-four clash, and then um, it's going to mitigate, mitigate uh, Dos Santos being involved. Um, I think he's just there to look imposing and, you know, just throw basic kicks and punches. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to see Junior Santos as the latest free agent um, on, you know, having regular message, but for just name value for, you know, getting that quick uh, sports center shot out, you know, he'll, he'll get a few extra eyeballs on the product, but um I just yeah, don't know so if this is really. I was wondering if, they, if this is bringing any of the UFC crowd to watching AEW. Like, if that's if that's the goal. Because why I'm else bring this? Because I'm going to get a few more Brazilian followers just because Junior Santos yeah. is Brazilian. And he yeah. Okay. He was big deal and okay. he was a rock star in Brazil while he was on his uh, USC title reign. So okay. we get some more Brazilian eyeballs, but. As far as state side, why I'm not else sure. this is happening? Because like men of the year, they're good on their own. Like you, you didn't need to. Now, luckily, we did have them start talking. You know, finally, because we know they can. Um, but yeah. So, uh, how about the TBS championship that got announced, Greg? So this will be a secondary title for the women's side of things. Um, I'd like to see Thunder Rosa be my first TBS champion. I've mm-hmm. seen uh, in this article on Forbes, it said Jade Cargill should be it, but I feel like Jade should be above that and should get the women's title. So, um, or maybe even she, I know Sheeta got the women's title already, but maybe the, the end game for Sheeta not getting the 50th win would be that first <laughs> TBS champion, you know, something to play up there. So like her 50th win could be that TBS title. Um, since now she has not got that 50th win yet. So uh, what do you think a secondary title for the women's side of things, Greg? Is that a good thing? Yeah, I love it. It's a great idea. Um, just because their women's division is so stacked and you can't have everybody fighting for the championship at once. And this way, having a secondary title, you kind of keep a pecking order going on. Um, whoever's the TVS champion, should be next in line and then um you know there's an order behind her there's an order behind um brit and as brit beats these people um you know it kind of sets a one through ten and we see them um but these matches and we kind of get our own sense of who the order should be and who it is so uh, I like giving how stacked the division is that there is a primary and a secondary women's title. Yeah, and especially like we said, because you have, you can tell who's in that pecking order. So, um, yeah. 
Uh, Darby Allen defeated Nick Carmato. No big deal there. But uh, Dante Martin started talking, and he gets taken out by Malachi Black. So it looks like we'll get Dante Martin and Malachi Black going at it. Um, I'm going to assume he just gets fed to him. But, you know, Dante Martin is still, like, what, 21 or 20? So we got plenty. You know, he could eat a few losses to Malachi, get taken out or whatever, and then kind of move on. Uh, So Sheeta, sorry, Sheeta did get her number one, her 50th win. So I, 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 I'm mistaken on that, but we had the trophy. Oh, she lost it. Oh, she lost. Okay. Sheeta beat her. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird that it says here, heck here, she defeated. I thought, because didn't the, the trophy got broken too in the aftermath. Right. So, yeah. So I think we need, you know, keep playing, um, keep playing up that, you know, you have Sheeta trying to get that 50th win. So uh, thank you to have uh, Damon is in the chat. Glad to see you there, Damon. He's part of our, he's one of the co-owners of BW Sports. He's on the, the Dukes of football and the state of basketball. So Damon, glad to have you here. And he right, makes so a lot of good food. So there you go. <laughs> Some good what? All, good food. And every if you okay. follow his Facebook, him and his wife are always cooking something up. And uh, I think it's mostly him. So there you go. He okay. uh, he's got the cooking skills. So um, yeah, thank you, Damon, for joining us there. Uh, then finally, Greg, we also had the casino ladder match. So we had Orange Cassidy, Pack, uh, Andrade, Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, John Moxley. And the winner, which was Hangman Adam Page, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Hangman Page wins the title at Full Gear because Full Gear is named after him. Because <laughs> there was BTE skits, Greg, where Hangman was showing up in his wrestling gear to do like laundry, and he'd even have like the the um, the stretching bands, so he would be doing that, uh-huh. like doing laundry or going to somewhere, and he'd have his I think they went out to eat once with the Young Bucks, and he had all of his full gear on. So that's why they've created the 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 pay-per-view full gear. So, yeah, I think you do Brian Danielson and uh, Kenny Omega in the 60-minute my you know Iron Man match at Rampage. Give that one night of its own, you know, just like we did, kind of blood and guts. I mean, technically, mm-hmm. we gave that the half the first half of the show was other stuff, but mo- the majority of that second hour was that. So. And then I think we get Hangman and Kenny Omega going at it. And I think people would be fine with Hangman winning because it would finally kind of defeat or, you know, get rid of that stigma that, you know, only WWE guys win the title or only, you know, like I feel like Hangman is a pretty homegrown talent if there ever was one. Yeah. Kenny Omega as well, you know, but we also remember Kenny Omega from New Japan. I still think, you know, I've, some people say, well, Hangman was in ROH, but I couldn't even tell you one thing he did there. <laughs> so I feel like he's really made his name in AEW. And, you know, that's, I think that would be a really first, uh, you know, the first champion, like we said, that could be this, you know, unless it's a nightmare factory guy, <laughs> Lee Johnson or, you know, Nick Carmado or Andrew Solo, which let, let's face it, they ain't getting the title anytime soon. They might not even get the TNT title anytime soon. Maybe the TBS title, Greg, but anyways. <laughs> so, it, um, yeah, I think Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, at full gear, just give it to me. 
you know, like they say, give, take all my money, just take all yep. my money and <laughs> let Hangman ride off into the sunset with the title. Yeah, it's, it's time. Um, and the timing is perfect because they're just celebrating their two year anniversary. Um, Hangman was in the uh, first ever match for the AEW title. The title. Mm-hmm. And it's been a two-year uh, storyline with Hangman's quest to get back to the title. Um, he's been through a roller coaster, um, but at the same time, he's gotten that support. He is a, you know, homegrown guy, and you know, now is the the time to do it. You know, he's ne- he's not going to be hotter than he is now. Um, I like what they did leaving them off TV for you know, two, three months. And so we we missed him, but he wasn't overshadowed by everybody who just came around, like uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and um, uh, Malachi Black and all these other uh, big signings happened, and he was out of the way. And so when he came back on his own, then all the spotlights on him, we had time to uh, digest it, and you know the pop he got for it when he came out was off the chain. Because I was wondering who the the Joker was, um, you know, out of sight, out of mind, kind of forgot about Cowboy, and now here he is. Makes total perfect sense, and uh, yeah, I'm totally in on it. Let. Uh, let Hangman win, and then you flip the narrative, and you have finally have a baby-faced, homegrown AEW guy, and then a laundry list of guys to defend it against, uh, even outside the elite. So, oh yeah, uh, love it. Let's yeah. do it. There's plenty of heels that could go up against them, and like you know, if we think back, if we would have done it all out. I don't think you have, could have had Adam Cole debut. You couldn't have had Brian Danielson debut. I think you could have still done the CM Punk thing, but you'd almost have to move it up a little bit because I think mm-hmm. that would have been too close to, you know, kind of crowning Hangman as champion. So this feels like, because so far I don't, I don't know if it doesn't feel like there's anything for CM Punk really there at full gear yet or Brian Daniel, like, I think you've got to give that night to Hangman Page, you know, let yeah. him win it, and you know, you know, and then we can, you know, maybe you can have Brian Danielson want to challenge him, or see it, you know, CM Punk or Malachi Black or, you know, who knows where MJF? I mean, you know, we yeah, one of these days MJF is going to get that title, Greg, and oh my God, it's going to be, you talk about, <laughs> like, I mean, he already's got that ring, you know, that we never remember, but um, anyway, so. Um, yeah, so I think it hangman is our yeah, should be it. Uh Rampage. So some of the stuff that happened was CM Punk beat Daniel Garcia. I think you know, people keep saying, Oh, Punk is gonna get tired some soon. I mean, he doesn't look like he's tired of it yet. So until he looks, you know, until he looks like he's going through the motions, I think we're still gonna buy it. You know, and he's yep. doing what he said he would do. He's going against younger talent, and that's what he wants to do. So um, it was a good match. On, and it was a good match. Yep. There. I mean, we had, yeah. you know, the, the 2.0 guys try to get involved with it, but that didn't work out. So uh, I, 
I'll just be curious to see, you know, when do we get Punk and Hook? When is that main event happening? <laughs> Double or nothing? Uh, it's, it's coming. They're, they're, they're making us earn it. Maybe Revolution. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, th- I think you could do Revolution. That would be February-ish, March-ish. That's what I say, a couple more months. But uh, yeah, so had Hook do something physical. You know, you, you swung a, the belt at him, I think. Um, so we probably saw him at least take a punch, mm-hmm. but uh, they're they're keeping him under wraps for a reason. So yeah. I'm hoping he's he's a badass once uh, the the gloves are off. Just gotta uh, keep saying send hook, like they say. Right. Give me hook <laughs> crowd signs. So um, Lucha Bros. Now they're carrying the AAA tag team titles and the AW tag team titles, and uh, they defeat the Acclaim. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it kind of a sad fall for, I mean, at least he acclaimed got that title shot, but you know, I, the whole stuff with, um, which one at Max Caster, like just being off TV, probably, probably was suspended without telling us, honestly, or probably yeah, just right off for some time. And, you know, we'll kind of see where they go after that. Uh, any thoughts on your boys, the Lucha Bros, Greg, there? Who, I who's love my guys. Right? Um, we doing proud and powerful yet? Probably need to no. wait a little bit on that. FTR. Yeah, FTR would make sense. Yeah. Have we done um, FTR and Lucha Bros? I'm trying to think. No, we haven't. Okay. And then there's there's always a squash match with the uh, 2.0 guys. Um, so we just feed them challenges for a little bit until we get to the FTR, until we get to Pride and Powerful. Um, but in the meantime, and you see they're they're leaving the young bucks uh out of it for a while which which yeah, is a good oh, thing yeah. um that's another like mega card type of event that we don't need for a while i could see um, double or nothing being proud and powerful in lucha bros and then that's proud and powerful is like coming up you know winning the titles because it feels like double or nothing's kind of their wrestlemania you know style night even though all out starting you know it's hard to tell like all out or double or nothing but um yeah so i'm fine with them feeding some other teams until we get to that uh sky blue lost to jay cargill you know nothing there i i mean i guess i could see the tbs title for her but it still feels like she's above that i feel like they're, the way they want to position her is above that title so i still think Plus she's like jt's jt's too green still um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know her. Her work is okay, but she's she's not. Well, she's only has a, and it's only a handful of matches, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's she. They're very. You know, either she needs to get some more time at the Nightmare Factory, or or start getting her with the right women, because it's a very slow process the, for her. I think uh, the show it showed she was sixteen and zero, but. I think most of those oh, are dark and dark elevation matches. I have, yeah, I that has to be because I feel like dynamite-wise, I feel like we haven't seen that many matches of hers. Right. So, um, and then finally, Ricky Starks defeated Brian Cage. We saw a little bit of blood here. Saw some weapons. Um, I just want to know what's next for Brian Cage. I, you know, you felt like he did really nothing with the FTW Championship. Uh, you know, he was in that 
um, the Casino Battle Royale. He was the Joker. And, um, you know, how he's just, does he feel like he's just kind of there now? It does. Um, and as we saw the thing with his wife, yeah, she can they misuse him. Um, yeah, somebody, you know, his size, his look should be involved in something more uh, substantial. But, you know, he's just taking L's to Team Taz. And uh, I'd be frustrated, too, if I was him. So uh, I don't know what's next for him. Maybe him sure and Miro. I don't know what they can do. But, like, that would be two guys that look about, you know, the physical nature looks about right for both of them. So. I mean, that could be. Maybe he does try to go after the TNT title. I don't right. see him beating Sammy Guevara. I think he and Wardlow would be a great fight. So, yeah. Um, but how is he going to? Maybe if Hager leaves, that uh, Jericho pulls he him into be, the inner circle. That's what I was wondering too. Like, would he be a, a fit for the inner circle? Um, yeah, I'd have I. I'd have to re- they'd really have to work with him. It, you know, then again, you got Jake Hager involved with it. So if you could get Jake Hager in it, you could probably get just about anybody. So, right. Uh, uh, that's Rampage, though. Uh, you know, it. I do like Rampage being the hour because it's just right there and it just kind of, you know, gives you what you need in that hour. And like I said, if we can get uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, like next couple weeks, maybe before full gear, on a rampage 60 minute iron man match like man <laughs> just sign yeah. me up and i'll i'll stay up for that somehow <laughs> <laughs> so set the uh, alarm up, yeah set, i'll just go to sleep during smackdown and wake up for that <laughs> and catch smackdown the next day but uh all right well let's do we got uh some realty talk and then uh we'll get you some energy talk so we'll get a couple of commercial breaks here Pay some bills, as they say, and uh, finish up with SmackDown and uh, the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown matches that happened. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. You meant to show me that shirt, Greg, but that looked awesome. Yeah, but showed it off. You want to show the posse? There it is. It almost looks is like it? the cops, 
like an old school cops logo to me. Like the, yeah. the seat, you know. Uh, I don't know if you notice. I'm rocking my Golden Girls Motley Crew shirt. <laughs> so there you go. Always got to show nice. off some cool. Um, yeah, I have too many T-shirts, but that's okay. You can never have enough, right? So exactly. <laughs> I need to. I always want to sign up for like the T-shirt of the club, month club or something like that because I can always use another T-shirt. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I was just thinking. I forgot to put my Fozzie shirt on, so I had to show it off. Very shout yeah. out to Fozzie. Nice. Fozzie, yes, sir. If you want to get in touch with us, Chris Jericho, we would love to have you on. <laughs> I, and I think the world tour guy, he's been playing for him forever. So um, I think that's one of his longest tenured members of the band. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But he fits, right? He looks like a member of the Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. Knows. All right, so we got some um, Queen's Crown, King of the Ring talk. Uh, we did start out tonight with our three women of the Crown Jewel event, the SmackDown Women's title. We have Bianca Belair. She slammed Becky into Sasha. Uh, I think it would have been a little more impressive if she would have done the both of them through the table, but either way. Um, but now Sasha's got the upper hand, Greg. Um, um, Bianca's got the upper hand, so Becky's just going to roll, right? Our Becky needs to get the upper hand this week. Right. We got one more week to see who comes out on top, and then that person's not going to win. So and um, we're getting Becky and Charlotte against, is it against Bianca and Sasha? I think on Monday night. I felt like they said something like that's already been announced for Monday night, but I could uh -huh. be wrong. I haven't heard anything about that. But I know they announced Becky and Charlotte tag teaming up. And I guess that would make sense to do uh, Bianca and and Sasha. So, yeah. But anyways, Bailey's probably just taking yeah. it home. I got injured at the wrong time. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. Bailey could be part of this. But anyways, so uh, any thoughts there, Greg, on the little <laughs> uh, Becky had her own table was and Sasha was, was Sasha at commentary and then. Bianca was in the ring, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everybody had their own table <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Each one trying to uh, hold their own spotlight and not uh, be associated with the other two. So it was an interesting take. I mean, we're used to the whole little contract signing business, but you got three divas. And they all want their own individual shine. So I like how they it did wasn't quite, It was pretty cool. Quite the ladder match with everybody sitting on ladders, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is still. Talk about the most jarring, uh, physic, like visual. Like, I remember that first time we did that. I was like, what? I'm like, it's different. But like, what in the world? Like, can you imagine like sitting on top of a ladder and having to get of a promo? That just seems like. like yeah. That seems like a, an NXT very first beginning challenge <laughs> like the nxt game show version challenge where they they had to roll the beer kegs <laughs> and like do the obstacle course but anyway so um sammy zane greg defeated ray mysterio the big story here is sammy zane pulls off the ring pad dominic you know he's he's the son he's trying to help dad but then dad said he doesn't need the help he says get down um and then he takes out <laughs> he runs into dominic eats the l but the thing is, Greg, Sami Zayn cannot go to Saudi Arabia. 
So Sami Zayn's going to lose next week because <laughs> he he doesn't travel to so mm-hmm. like he's air, you know he's he's that his religion prevents him from going to Saudi Arabia. So um, oh. I forget who is he facing. Did they have the winner? I forget who he's facing though. But anyway, he he advanced. I mean, I would love to see Sami Zayn in that king garb though, because you know Sami Zayn would do it up, but. Um, oh, sure. I think Sami Zayn's going to lose to whoever's next against him. So, uh, any thoughts on um, Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio for the eight thousand time or whatever time they've wrestled? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, just some form of the Mysterio line. family. <laughs> yeah, just pushing Dominic away from Rey and um, just leaning into that. And we've already given much better options for um yes vehicles yep. that dominant uses to get away from race sammy zane <laughs> is not the one but um yeah so i'm sure sammy loses next week if he's not going to go to saudi arabia but uh i think the fact that everybody hates the idea of sammy being king is more reason to make him king uh, because we would hate hate it but we wouldn't be able to turn away from it. It'd be like a car crash. We'd have to see what Sammy has to say with this King Carbon. Now, maybe he went, maybe he somehow wins before Crown Jewel or something weird like that. And then they don't do the final at Crown. You know, I don't know. But um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Queen's Crown, Selena Vega defeated the, the wild child of the 80s, Greg, in case you didn't catch her nickname, Tony Storm. Now, it is kind of funny because of many people brought up on Twitter. Tony Storm was born in 1995. <laughs> not, t- not even 1985, Greg. But I, <laughs> now my only out is I think you could still enjoy a music genre or like a like, like yeah. I could love the 60s. I don't necessarily need to say like I'm a child of the 60s, but I could get I don't know. Like, is it a far-fetched idea? In a way, yes, but at the same time, like a lot of us probably like, you know, the generation of our past or like, you know, like I, what's funny is I grew, I was born in 81, but I feel like I don't really remember much of the 80s till like I turned 10 at 90, you know, in the year 91. Then I feel like I remember a lot of the 90s more than the 80s. So, but I still probably would say I'm a kid of the 80s because that's when I was growing up as a kid, but you know, uh, they're pushing the wild child of the 80s as her. Um, and Tony Storm looks like it. I mean, she looks like Dolph Ziggler-esque. So we're just going to wait yeah. for her and Dolph Ziggler to get together down the road. I even know, Greg, Tony Storm is officially engaged to Juice Robinson, who we all knew used to be Parker, um, Chase Parker, or CJ Parker on NXT. And now he's Juice Robinson in uh, New Japan stuff. So... Um, Tony Storm will be wearing a ring of some sort down the road soon, but Selena picks up the win, Greg. Uh, her second win in as many weeks, I believe. Two wins in two weeks, right? Or three weeks. That's, right there. <laughs> That's a winning streak. That's what we call a streak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes she hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah, I remember I'm, I'm given the, uh, the nickname a pass. Just because they did mention that uh, Tony's mom is the one who turned her on to 80s music. Yeah. And so, that's like, like, but some people are like, well, she was born in 95. Okay, well, 
I mean, I hope you yeah. like know about or enjoy some other stuff from the past. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here for Motown, but that is the reason I like Motown yeah. music. So it's yes, no, yes, just yes. another case. Whenever people, yeah. as a side note, when people tell me I wasn't bored when that music was around, I'm thinking, well, neither was I. I like I wasn't bored when the Beatles were around, but I know and I appreciate and I enjoy the Beatles. Like I don't need to be. Like if I could go back in time, believe me, I would go back to 1964 when they were on that plane headed here to England or headed <laughs> headed here to the U.S. And um, I don't know if I want to be around all the screaming girls where they could even sing most of the time because, you know, <laughs> the, the screams were louder <laughs> than their mics. But anyway, so, yeah, like the, the name, it's just a name. Like, come on, people. We know she was young. We know she's, you know, 25, 26. Like, it is what it is. It's not a big... <laughs> Now, if they were pushing her, like, well, it's funny, too, when they'd be like, well, you know, Finn Bauer, that kid. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a 34-year-old, you know, 20-year ring veteran. Like, okay, we can get rid of that moniker. But anyway, so. Uh, how about the Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman stuff, Greg? Especially when Roman, like, pushes Paul's chin like this. is like, tell me the truth. Like, is there a swerve <laughs> coming in all this? Like, I feel like it is just, like, on the tee laid up ready to go like especially when you looked at the yeah, camera it, like i really was hoping like our um Heyman would go like and then roman wouldn't see it or something all right they'd have to show roman it and then let that but there's something happening here no it, it did i saw it i was be looking for it if you go back and watch it uh i was catching the winks and i think there was two clear ones in a third a third maybe but i was watching for the wings because i was looking at how he was turned towards the camera to where his um My shoulder closest able, to the camera yeah, yeah. right so he's kind of shadowing this one side of space and so while he's saying this you know his eyes slowly getting you know a little closer closer than the other one and then you get the wink and I counted at least two and a possible third. So I think that uh, that's definitely going to come back to uh, to bite him eventually. But because um, I think yeah, they'll be fine without him, right? Like I think the bloodline can keep going without Heyman. Oh sure. Yeah. But um, it leads fuel to is the turn going to happen and. Is Paul going to flip and Brock going to win? Um, this has been the most legitimate challenge that Roman's had and yeah. the biggest match we've seen that it's possible he can lose. Um, so, you know, they got me because, you know, number one, Brock's my guy. Um, I think he's, you know, top two on my man crush list. Uh, Love the guy forever. And, um, you know, he's the beast. I expect him to win every match. Um, mm -hmm. And this one, it appears more legitimate than any match that Roman's had up to now that it's possible that he can lose. Um, and then it would still hold weight because then you have Roman and the bloodline chasing after Brock. Um and so, want to get revenge on Heyman, like somehow. Right. 
And who knows and what then, they could do to Heyman. <laughs> yeah, and Heyman's the one providing the swerves and, and Brock stays ahead of him. So it's yeah. totally believable that that the title can change hands. Uh, I just hate it that it's being done in Saudi Arabia. Um, well, that's a th- yeah, and I wonder if they'll do the title change there, or do you wait to you know back here? Because it doesn't feel yeah. like you said it feels like people won't catch you know how many people get to catch it live for one thing, and then mm-hmm. you know do you want to do a title change in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, and that's exactly it. So that's more of why I'm thinking that um, you know the Usos get involved and. Brock wins by disqualification, mm-hmm. so Roman doesn't lose the title. Yeah. Um, Carmella defeated Liv Morgan. So we're going to get Carmella and Selena going at it on one side, I believe. Uh, who do you think wins out of that? Carmella? Mm-hmm. If we want to do something with mm-hmm. Selena, Selena needs to win this. Like the whole thing, I think. Yeah, but no, that's not going to happen. So I don't think that's going to happen. She, she's best a manager. I think she's going to end up managing somebody. Um, but yeah, Carmella is maybe at least picking up the finals. Way. Yeah. Um, how about so Kevin Owens invaded Happy Talk, you know, and got taken out. I was kind of waiting for the Street Profits to come out there to help him because they were supposed to be the guest anyway, but they didn't. So. Yeah. Does Kevin Owens just have to kill um, Madcap and uh, Happy on his way to going back to Raw? Because <laughs> they're on SmackDown, right? Because they, they got shipped to SmackDown. Yep, they did. So, yeah, it it just feels like maybe Owens just kills them and goes off to Raw. So, yeah, that has to be some kind of finish where yeah. Kevin can go away, but his head held held. held. It's weird to say head held high. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they have a legitimate match, and uh, KO gets the stunner and a win going out the door. And probably pins Madcap because, you know, they keep, they must really believe in Baron because they just keep protecting him in those type of matches. And, you know, I mean, he's already won Money in the Bank, <laughs> he's won King of the Ring, he's, you know, like man, you talk about a guy who's been, you know, and like, but he hasn't moved up. Like that's what's that's what's weird with Baron Corbin. He's won this stuff, but then he like he lost his money to bank cash in the King of the Ring. You know, he he did the most he could with it, but I feel like he just keeps hitting that ceiling. <laughs> it's like he hasn't broken through yet, and I don't right. know what I don't know what's going to take. Maybe him beating up Pat McAfee. <laughs> you know just like i mean what what is what's missing there so uh finn bauer defeated cesaro uh yeah um like we said what we say it we've been we have a long stream a river of 40 for cesaro now greg i think it is it might be a might be an ocean pretty soon for cesaro because uh yeah oh uh-oh and I lost Greg. So hopefully Greg could come back. I will, um, yeah. And we were just about ready to finish up. So um, Finn Bauer defeats uh, Cesaro to advance 
So I believe that'll be Finn Bauer and who was on the other and Sami Zayn on one side. And then we'll have some more Queen's Crown this coming week on Raw and also on SmackDown or, or sorry, King of the Ring. Uh, finally, we got to Edge assaulting <laughs> Seth Rollins at his whatever getup that was. I mean, if we had a look into Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's Amazon fashion history, I would love to see some of the stuff that they're not buying. But um, we are going to get Edge and Seth at Hell, or sorry, in Hell in a Cell at um, Crown Jewel. There's Greg. Let's see if we can bring him back. I'll try to bring him back here. <laughs> How are you doing there, Greg? You back and ready to go? Yep, I'm great. So I don't there know what happened okay, right okay. there, but uh, I uh, I was like, oh, maybe that well, river of forty short circuited the uh, feed there. It might it, th that might have been my tears mixed in with the forties there for Cesaro because. Man, you, just what three was it like four months ago like we really thought cesaro like almost in big e type territory like i'm like you know he he had the match with roman he had the matches with daniel bryan uh but not to be so yeah. uh i was just finished up greg so we have edge seth rollins hell in a cell because i forgot we're not getting hell in a cell the pay-per-view so apparently they have unused hell in a cells that you know they need to use every October. So we'll get at Crown Jewel. I'm wondering how the Crown Jewel crowd will react to the Hell in a Cell match, though, Greg. Yeah. Um, I don't know which month all the pay-per-views happened, but I was thinking that I like it that this was a Hell in a Cell match because it seemed like it was spontaneous. Um, mm -hmm. Is October usually Hell in a Cell month? Yeah, yeah. October has what been. It is. Then that one year, I thought we moved it up to May or something like that. I felt like it happened after WrestleMania for some weird reason. But anyway, are they? No, maybe that was Elimination Chamber. But either way, yeah, I feel like I like when we like Elimination Chamber is always February. You know, Hell in a Cell is always October. Money in the mm -hmm. Bank is always July. Like those, you know, TLCs. Because remember, we also moved up TLC that one year. Like, I always remember TLC as the December pay-per-view. Because you'd have Mick Foley or somebody talking about, you know, the uh, like the night before Christmas, except they do the night before TLC. But, um, yeah, so people were joking yeah. that we needed a Hell in a Cell match because it is October. And, um, yeah. And I just, like I said, I'll be interested to see okay. how that Saudi Arabian crowd reacts to it because... You know, there's going to be some carnage between uh, um, between this match and then Roman and Brock. There's going to be some nice hard-hitting action. Who do you think, Greg, gets a win, though? Yeah. Because this is the trifecta, right? This is the trilogy. So it feels like it should be – they both should right. move on. But then, the, but then the downfall is, Greg, they're both on Raw. So does this even end exactly. the feud? Uh, is <laughs> – I Which was thinking it it's going to end with one of them being written off for a while. Okay. Um, Probably Edge. Well, Edge that's why I was thinking it would be better. Yeah, but um, Edge can lose, go away for a few months, and then come back. He's a part-timer anyway, that's whereas true. Seth is a every-week guy. Um, so 
for you know that feel good aspect of it. You know, you want Edge to win, but um, logically, it would make more sense for for Seth to yeah. win. Um, go to all the tricks in his toolbox to get the win. Maybe um, he hits the stomp again, and you know we don't see Edge for a, a little while. No matter how long he's on, when he comes back, he's gonna get the stomp at night. So no harm, no foul for him. Um, and then Seth keeps on moving. So that's why, yeah, I could see Seth getting the win over Edge, and you know, and. But it is interesting that they're both on Raw because you feel like, is there a leg still to it that you can still run with? But um, so, um, well, that was the week in wrestling. You know, we had a draft talk. We had, you know, the, the AW stuff happening and uh, we're moving ahead. We're, we got Halloween Havoc happening at the end of the month. We have Crown Jewel next Thursday. Um, I'm actually on fall break the next two weeks, Greg. So I will get to watch. Crown Jewel, L-I-V-E, not in person, but L-I-V-E. Hey. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, actually, I'll actually hopefully remember it's on. That's the hardest. Uh, at least it's on at noon. Like that weird time is when it was on at 3, I think it was, at one time. It was just hard to remember it was even on because yeah. it was in the middle of the day. At least noon is kind of like, okay, I'll grab some lunch, turn on Crown Jewel and catch it. So, um yeah, and then we got full gear happening. So now that one will be Saturday, November 13th. Normally we've been seeing AW do pay-per-views on Sunday, but maybe there's a maybe there's some conflict there with Sunday. Um, I think that's in St. Louis, I believe it was. I know the Royal Rumble will be there in St. Louis, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Um anything else to tie up the week, Greg? How to we already talked about Fozzie, you showed off the shirt. Uh any good stuff happening this weekend for you? How are your Chargers? Who they got? Um, Chargers got Cleveland coming up after uh, beating the uh, Raiders on Monday Night Football this week. Yeah. So right. um, okay. Chargers three and one, they're killing it right now, and uh, you know some of the uh, the pundits they're starting to wake up and see that okay we got a Still legitimate the team in the LA and they're not named the Rams. That's right. Yeah. That band is getting bigger, but you're all welcome. Come on down. <laughs> my, uh, my Colts got the Ravens on Monday night. We we actually have a Monday night game, which, you know, I don't even remember the last time. I don't remember the last time we had a home Monday night game. It's been a while for that. So um, we got the Monday night game here uh, for the Colts. Well, not here. Sorry, in Baltimore. And then we're back to the Texans. So what's really funny is. The Colts picked up the win over the Dolphins, and now they're a game out of first place. So that AFC South, that hey, AFC South Greg, is this year's NFC East uh, because I feel like I feel like you could get nine <laughs> wins and win the division. I mean, who knows? It, you, who knows? It could be even eight and eight. Like it could just be the weird, you know, who had the better conference record. Like it might go tiebreakers. Because I feel like the I feel like the AFC South right. will just be beat cool. up each other. I feel like everybody will get one win and one loss against each other. So that's four, you know, four wins right there, and then four losses, and then whatever. Like us Colts, we got the NFC West, so we still have the Cardinals and the Niners. Is it the Niners in that division? 
I think. Yeah, Cardinals, right. Niners, Seahawks, and Rams. Because remember, we got Seahawks and Rams yeah. the first. Also, <laughs> what a what a way to start. That's the season. right. Even though see, the Seahawks don't look <laughs> as good now, I think they're they're two and three, aren't they? Are two and two and two maybe? They yeah, have and Russell Wilson is going to miss a week or going to miss a month, I think. Now the broken finger by Aaron Donald. Finger. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. What were you going to say? Uh, also, there's a big. Uh, now GCW tonight, the uh, yeah. Nick Gage against John Moxley for the t- for the title. That's happening oh, I tonight you were on Matt the uh, Fight TV. You're not talking about the main event, Greg. Matt Cardona and Effie for the internet title, because that's happening too. Actually. I know what Effie is. <laughs> that's his name. That's his, it's a he's a gay wrestler who goes by the name of Effie E F F Y, and he beat Matt Cardona like within three seconds for Matt Cardona's like this, that internet title that, you know, he created. So that is, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If you follow Matt Cardona's Twitter, he's talking all it up. So, cause he joked, he goes, sometimes the world yeah, title doesn't, not, but... <laughs> doesn't end the night, but um, well, and Chelsea green, his fiance, Greg has got rejected twice for you only fans. So they must not be buying Chelsea green. <laughs> As an OnlyFans member, because so. you know, that's it, funny. Yeah, there's How some people on this? there. They don't necessarily do, you know, everything. If you know what I mean, they just do like risque, but it's still clothes. Like there's a couple, like that Jordan uh, Parker, Jordan Grace from Impact. She'll do bikini fitness shoots, and I think there's a couple other women that do like you know, tasteful, uh, provocative you know skimpy outfits but um yeah i don't i don't know what chelsea green was gonna do i was like well shoot i might have to check that out she was gonna do you know (laughs) something more than skimpy (laughs) skimpy bikinis because she already does that anyway when she puts it on her twitter so (laughs) but um i don't know if uh matt cardona wanted that to be out there in the internet world but it is what it is so um yeah but we've, yeah, I'm but definitely off topic. I'm going to try to find that match tonight, though. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. Matt, uh, Nick, Nick Gage and yeah, John Muxley. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't, is it on? So I'm going to try to find that tonight. It might be on Fight TV. I think they said it was on the Fight TV app. Yeah. Yep, it is. Yep. Because so. it says here, uh, tonight at 8, uh, Mox versus Cage in Atlantic City. Oh, Joey Janela, you got him on there too. How about that? There's there's a name, Greg. Oh, Leo Rush returns. Oh, and Mick Foley. I don't know what Mick Foley's gonna do there, but apparently Hey, you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Uh, yeah, there's hardcore says, anywhere. Call Mick Foley. Watch live on um Fight TV and it's how much is this thing? I just want to see. Oh, 26, 27 bucks. Okay. I, I thought I I could maybe swing for it if it's like ten ninety nine or eleven ninety nine. I don't know about twenty seven yeah. bucks. Anyways, but I'm cheap. I need it. My I need my twenty seven. Be on YouTube cheap. tomorrow <laughs> for more T-shirts, Craig. <laughs> I need twenty seven bucks more for t-shirts. exactly. <laughs> I don't need more pay-per-views. That I have no idea. But anyways, so all right. Well, thank you for watching. Glad we could catch up. Uh, I think we have. Well, I, the two hours of 45 minutes, we have hit another, I think we've hit another record for podcasting. So 
Apparently, we just need a big gigantic <laughs> topic every week. But anyway, so all right, we'll catch you guys next week. And then like the week of the 23rd, I think we might have to go a little bit later. I'll just let you know, Greg, and let the, the lovely super kick it at fans know. And um thank you for staying with us and give us all the love and support. So we'll talk to you guys next week at 12:30, right on time.